Hey, hey, dishers, and welcome to Soap Dish Salem Style with Dylan St. James, Ariet Alp, Tony Ann, and Nick Walker, and special guest star, Michael the Maverick. <laughs> Can we just talk about how you did not even attempt my last name? Are you yeah. using, you're using government names, sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even attempt mine, which, I mean, fine, but, like, it's okay, DeFrancesco, FYI. Part, a special guest star, Michael the Maverick. Why <laughs> so petty? So petty. If you couldn't tell, I am Michael the Maverick, a.k.a. the hot boy head coach. And Do I see a new Twitter Michael name Maverick. coming soon? Yes, the hot boy head coach. That's what my friends call me. But welcome to our little show. I don't know where to go with this, so let's just jump into the Salem Spets had a special report sponsored by Jennifer Horton Devereaux, Kate McLean's version. Let's see, news, news, news. Next week, Michael Lowry will be out as Xander kills Dr. Snyder. I think we all saw that coming. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be the one killing him. I mean, that, and it's also stupid. Like, yeah. so rushed. Like, slow it down. Why Honestly, I feel like I feel like every story that's happening right now is going to be resolved by the Olympic break or moved into a different phase, so that we're going to be a completely we're kind of kind of have a reboot of sorts when we come back from the Olympic break. And I think that's why everything's moving at such warp yeah. speed. It feels well, it's like a weird shift to is me. coming. Definitely. Oh. It's weird to me because I think the major shock value of this story is not that Dr. Snyder is dead, it's that the fact that Xander is back to killing again. Also too, well, well not this, back well, to this killing is the again, first because one. this yeah, is right? the first person he's ever killed. He's never killed before, Has number one. before? No, he hasn't. That's the thing. I think it was attempted murder, not actual murder. But he's never actually killed before. But also, too, this is also going to be used as a bonding thing for Xander and Gwen, which, I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess nothing quite bonds you like a dead body, but okay. I mean, it's messy. I mean, I guess him doing it to protect her could bond them. Yeah. But, but I don't but like that it's happening I, in Alice Horton's living room. I just... The Horton house... Wait, it yeah. doesn't happen there, does it? Yeah, no, it does, at least according to next week's promo. Yes, and, and, and even in Soap Opera Digest, I just read it in the grocery store line. I wasn't going to buy it. I mean, for me, like, Xander... <laughs> what? This is the type of character... <laughs> this is the type of char character Xander is. It's not... Yeah, I don't have an issue with Xander doing it per se. I have an issue with it happening it in the place, Horton yeah, living yeah. room. Because well, I'm sorry. A serial killer put his ornament. <laughs> let that go. I don't, we'll I don't, we're not we're not touching that right now. I don't go have away. an issue with it happening. That <laughs> I don't have an issue with it happening. It's just it's fast. Like he just got here. Xander just met him what last week or two weeks ago? Uh, he's well. He's been around since April first because he debuted as Jan's doctor like April first or second, and then yeah, Xander got thrown into this like two weeks ago. Didn't I mention that he was quick. shady a while ago? I you did. I, and once uh, I knew who was playing, once I saw him and I knew who he was, I knew he was shady because Michael Lowry is shady and everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the name Michael. 
Maybe it's the name Michael. I don't know. But other piece of news. Victoria Connor Fall and Cameron Johnson are returning on July 1st and 2nd, respectively. Yay, Cameron. Yay. Yeah. And you know I'm happy that my girl is finally back. And you know I'm what? glad I'm, to see her back too, honestly. I'm happy feel I'm happy Theo's back too. Um I I want them to actually invest in Theo if he's back long term. Yeah. Like I need him to be more than just a process. unnecessary angst for sin that they don't need. Or or you can make that romance work. But that's not what the story is. They could have gone yeah. already. We already know that that's not what the story yeah. is. You can wish it and make it, it so all you want, but that it, it is could not have the, been though. It would have been better than the route they're going with it. It could they have been. Yeah. They but, could have been and, doing a triangle without amnesia. But they and didn't. Even, or even even waited until like because I actually did a thread about this earlier today yeah, I saw on that. how the. On how they could have made the amnesia, how they could have made the triangle work even with the amnesia, right. but the way they went, the way they went with Theo, it left a very bad taste in my mouth. The last time he was on screen, I have hope that hopefully things will get better this time. But I'm gonna say it that this is gonna be very make or break for me for Theo, depending on how he reacts when Sierra starts to remember, will depend on how I view Theo going forward. Wait, so you're saying he can't, he shouldn't be upset about it? No, what, what, what I mean Or is, sad about it? Well, he can be sad about it, but like, if he is truly the supportive friend, and he's only, like, he was only doing what he thought was in Sierra's best interest, when Sierra starts to remember, he'll be sad about it, but he will let her go and do what she thinks she wants to do. Even if he doesn't agree, he will let her go. But if he tries to hold on to her when she doesn't necessarily want to be there, that's kind of a thing that'll make me go, I hope she we don't go down that road. Well, that would be that would literally be changing the story as it's gone because yeah. that's been what he's been doing. He's been letting her make, make, make the choices. And so if she, she starts to remember, I can understand him being upset or disappointed. Yeah, I can, I can understand him being upset or disappointed, but I don't want him to be upset and disappointed to the fact to the point where he starts to manipulate her because okay, be- if he does though are we going to call that the out of character writing that it is yes or are we just going to drag Thea? we're going to call it the out i'm going to call it the out of character writing that it is I, I, because i I, I hope and i hope they don't because honestly it, it like i said it will it will kind of for me, it'll kind of settle the debate on the on the Theo thing because there's been two camps. There is the camp that thinks he's just doing what Sierra wants to do and just being the supportive friend, and there's the camp that thinks Theo is doing this for his own self interest because the whole I don't want her to remember I'm better than Ben Angle, at least for me, turned me off completely to that. I, and so, be a I feel both, like though. I think personally he will kind of be the I mean, he, they will eventually end up together. We all know that. But I think he will be the trip in the situation. Like, seeing it happen, but I don't think he will be I, that. I hope, I hope, wait, I hope he's well, not well, the trip well, in the situation. Well, guys, no, but guys, like, guys, he, he, guys. no, but what I'm saying, he's no... Trip is noticing something between uh, Chanel and Alex. Oh, you mean this version of Trip? Because the last version of Trip that saw somebody... No, 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 this version. Wait, 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 wait. 
<laughs> okay, no, let's hold off on this story until it actually airs. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so happy uh, Cameron is back. I'm going to send each of you a copy of The Art of Seduction because y'all don't know how to show a little leg and pull a little bit back. Y'all just give them all the goodies. And well, we're giving we're giving theories on what we hope happens, and this whole conversation may be pointless based on what actually airs, so it's not Girl. necessarily spoiling anything. Let's give them some the root for. I already have them waiting a week for a podcast. My bad, y'all. We're working on that. And <laughs> we really are. We promise. We, we will get we will get back on a normal schedule soon. We we've promise. done the management overhaul. Okay. Let's jump into the weekly recap. Oh, I love this story. Bonnie and Justin <laughs> and Stella double date. Tony's words, not mine. And possibly <laughs> the worst double date in recent memory, but ends with Justin and Bonnie saying, I love you. Okay, I'm going to say what I have to say and duck and mute my mic. I like them. There, I said it. Okay. And you don't even have to duck or mute your mic because it's not even Bonnie and Justin aren't, aren't even the really problem. They're <laughs> they not aren't. the problem. The problem is Steve. And the problem is them trying to <laughs> them trying to force this Justin Steve relationship, which newsflash has never, was never, and will never be a thing. So why right. Justin gives two fucks what Steve thinks about his relationship with Bonnie is beyond me. They have never been this close. Ever. Okay, first of all, even though they were close before, after the way Steve strolled in last summer and just expected Justin to walk, move aside and let him have Kayla, I wouldn't right. have shit to say to him after that. And I Kayla's point of view makes more sense than Steve. And I don't even have an issue with Steve having an issue with Bonnie. I don't but think Steve's point of view is the issue, though. It's the way he's coming off. And to me, this storyline doesn't make any sense because we've seen literally the same type of... Every three before. months. Yeah, exactly. And, and Can you even been, call um, it a story? I mean, really. I don't know. Not really. But the thing is, it, why Steve, though? Why not Jack? Why not Victor? We've seen maybe a few. Why, I, why any why of not, them? Why not why their not, sons? Exactly. Justin and Adrian's sons. There are three why, sons. Why Fuck Steve's Sonny. So we don't want him. Like, but those, you mean Matlock? <laughs> those, those three boys, Alex, Joey, Joey and, Victor. and Victor, need to be on canvas and giving Adrian hell. That's the Justin story. Bonnie. Bonnie. And see, and there, and like, uh, the <laughs> I forgot about that. I meant Bonnie. Bonnie Hell over Adrian and okay. Justin. Like, there's no, nobody cares about Steve. Okay, one second. I feel like Dylan's about to make a point. I, my thing is, like, for me, Steve's point of view makes complete sense. It's just right. not fun to watch. Because that part did for a That's year. And it's like, and also the other thing that doesn't work for me because, and maybe it's because we don't really see them, but Justin does not come off as a man in love with Bonnie to me. No, nope. he comes off as like we don't someone. see them. We don't yeah. see them. That, and that's another thing too. He, it comes off like them. he cares for her. Yeah. And it comes off like there's, you know, something that they could build there, but I, I get care and companionship. I don't get passion and romance and yeah. fire. And no. It's, Wally and Judy's chemistry you, is not enough to make this work. Yeah, it's not. And especially when you look at it through the lens of Adrian was dead for five minutes and he was ready to walk down the aisle with Kayla. 
literally Things fall apart with Kayla and now he's bounced to Bonnie. He is coming off as a man who has not grieved his wife and does not want to be alone. And to the point where the I love you from Bonnie came immediately after talking about the very first time he saw Adrian yes. and basically ripping off that entire scene outside of Julie's place. Mm. And I, as an old school classic, Justin and Adrian fan who watched that moment and loved that moment was annoyed, pissed, and about a million other things because that you just know. What's for I'm sorry. I like I, them as a couple, but my issue is. But do you like them as a couple because you like Justin and Bonnie, or because you like? Wally yes, I actually Julie? like them because I'm a May. I love a good May December romance. Here's the the issue. Oh, sorry, Michael. Go ahead. The issue for me is. They're not being played enough. They only cart them out once every three months for comic relief. And I wonder if that's a story of Bonnie trying to actually show she's that Justin she's worthy of Jester. And I wonder if that's because they're having a hard time juggling GH's schedule with days like Wally's schedule between both shows because he's used pretty regularly on GH. So maybe maybe there were just scheduling issues they haven't quite worked out. I don't know. Whatever it is. Wally, Judy, and Mary Beth deserve better than this. And, and the thing is, they could play it as this is Bonnie's. They, they could play it as this is Bonnie's chance for actual romance, but they're not playing it. And another thing that annoys me is how they have literally dragged Bonnie through the mud. Meanwhile, Ava is walking into the Brady pub and getting chowder. Yeah. The yeah. things that Bonnie has done, they're awful. Do not get me wrong. But, but Ava straight up killed Grandpa Sean. Yeah. Exactly. And she's and, eating in the in his dream. Like, let's not forget the Brady pub was Sean's dream that John funded. So she's walking up in that pub having clam chowder and she killed him. Like, uh, no. I, I, like I said last week, and I say this as someone, I, I'm a fan of Ava's character, but there is not a, mo- a street in Salem that with all those Brady's that live there, there's not a street in Salem she ought to be able to walk down without catching pure hell. Exactly. It, so it, the way they're happen. treating Bonnie, it makes everyone come off like they're dicks. Because Bonnie, although she's done terrible things, I'm not excusing her, her evils are not as great as the ones that Ava nope. have committed. Yeah, and they never that's will the be. Thing for me, like, I get that Steve has an issue, but, and Bonnie, she has been shady, she has, she has messed up, and all of that. He had more smoke but, for Bonnie than he did for Ava. Well, well I like, think so with Ava, I, you have to consider trips. But, like, you I don't, really, I don't well, think the way Bonnie is written, written is enjoyable. No. Like, I don't think she has a place. Like I've said before, I think I mentioned it in the pod- like, podcast before. Uh, I don't think Bonnie has a place on the show without her family. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm just saying. She's not wrong because they're not. See, I, I think it's not that she doesn't have a place, it's that they haven't carved it out. No, oh, exactly. They're not they giving them any story. Yeah, if they did a better job with this job, they should just story, give, her another, give her another bar. Honestly, real. You don't necessarily have. Like, to call I can see Bonnie and Paulina as friends. I can. Ooh, yeah, that I, could that work. Interesting. I need and, Bonnie and that's to the be thing. more funny, like she used to be. 
she but but no here's the thing she is they only mm. cut her out for comic relief but the issue is they do this with all their comic relief couples they keep on pulling them out for funny things but not giving them compelling story Bonnie, to go Bonnie along has become with the mellow it. for me like I, she's adrian light she's not funny she's adrian light that's the issue for me i i at times i've loved to hate bonnie and she's annoyed me but i'm still like there's some soft spot spot for me with bonnie but right now i'm like eh, no like it's not working for me they've the, mellowed bonnie down and i the I only thing is she's less annoying than adrian because adrian was yeah, when she died, of course, I was like, Thank and she wasn't God. always Everyone like keeps that. Mentioning that Adrian was annoying, and like, was she like judgmental or? She was a meddling cow towards. Yeah. The end. Oh my God! She, it, towards the end, yeah, yeah, and and only be, and it, it was only really in reference to Sunny when when you have her backstory in mind, which again, as someone who watched it, makes sense. Like Sunny was the child she always want like she always wanted to have a baby with justin right. and then they like sunny is her miracle baby so it made sense that she was helicopter mom and overprotective so while it annoyed people and it annoyed me too i also understood the motivations behind it because that was the child she always wanted that, that's why like i hate they did that to her because towards the end i couldn't stand Adrian. to me the end for her for me with her it's after how she did Lucas. I understand she why she went back to Justin, but it was a certain way that she could have did it better. She basically said, oh, I'm out of prison, and I know we were engaged, but I want Justin's dick again. I'm sorry. That's basically how it played to me. Justin, I, but I got it, too, because Justin, Justin was the one who saved her, and Justin was always the one who saved her, so it, it, it reawakened yeah. old so feelings. Like but, no, I'm saying it made sense. And I understood that. But the way it played off on screen with her explaining it to Lucas, it was terrible. It, it, it just didn't sit well with me, but that's another subject for another day. As for Bonnie and Justin, I want better for them. But if you're not going to give me better, just go ahead and end it. Like Bonnie wrote a book. Why isn't she working at the Spectator with an, an advice column? Now to see, that would be great to watch. And she kind of incorporates. Even, even if we're if we're gonna bring it into twenty twenty one, why doesn't she have a blog or a podcast, like an advice blog or a podcast? Uh, or have like go back to your spectator idea. Have her be the advice columnist, and she incorporates some of the things that's been going on between her and Justin into the paper, and that causes. Or she a has like a, like a right, and she has like a podcast to go with it, kind of like Marlena had the radio show back in the day. And it involves her love life with Justin and it causes a rift between them to where she has to fight, you know, for their relationship. Give us something. But having them cart out to be funny every three months is a disservice to Wally. It's a disservice to Judy and it's certainly a disservice to See, the I was about to call her not... Miss I was about to call her Miss Luciano, but I can't remember <laughs> if they're still married. No, she's Because you can't you can't address her by her one name. You have to you have no, to she go still, with her she still formal. goes by Judy Evans. Well, Judy Evans, Luciano, in all your glory, you're not getting what you deserve at days, and I want better. Please, because I mean, she's such a powerhouse. But here's the thing: quiet is kept. Judy 
is that girl in these soap opera streets. She doesn't yeah. play it that way, like a big diva that she like. She doesn't that play she it like Kim be. Zimmer. She could be. Because, I mean, she had a big character on Another World. She had a big character on Guiding Light. She has a big character on Days. Like, And I'm saying she's she, on the Kim Zimmer level, but she doesn't play it off that way. So I guess like, they're using she that She hit it big on every soap she's ever been on. Exactly. And not, and not many actors who have, tra- have, have transitioned to other soaps can say that. And it, my thing is it's too quiet, but she's up there with Deidre Hall, Kim Zimmer, Erica Kane, if we're being honest with ourselves. She may not have been the title of a show like Marlena is synonymous with Days of Our Lives. She's never been that way, but every soap she came on, she stepped onto that set and she tore up the scenery. Use her. Exactly, and I'm so grateful that we still get to see her when we do because after everything she's been through within the last year, I I honestly was not sure when Days resumed production after COVID that we were going to get her back because she'd been through hell in 2020. It's a slap in the face, honestly, because after all that, I come back and you're not using me to my potential? Come on. Let's just move to the next story. I want better for them. I really do. Because all of them, Mary Beth, Mrs. Luciano, and Wally are just they're talented, but you're not using them. Now, I can understand with Mary Beth because one of the people in that pairing shot themselves in the foot, and now the writer doesn't want to use them unless he's carting them out to be a dick. Stop me if I'm lying. No, you're not lying. That's that You're not lying. You're unfortunately not lying. He bit off his nose to spite his face. Next story. Abe and Roman discuss his feelings for Paulina, and Roman tells him of his, I can't think of a word, attempt to get back with Kate. And he tells Abe to go for it. I love this conversation. This friendship. Because I've always been told about it, but they rarely show it. It's nice that they're showing it. And it's nice that they're showing it in, in the later phases of their life after both of them have been married and had kids and they're grown. It's just, it's, it's nice to see. It's refreshing to see because they don't play friendships, especially long friendships often. Yeah, at all. I agree to all of that. But to me personally, it would have made sense if it was John, mainly because Tamara came into town for the marriage of Marlena and Roman, but that wasn't Roman. That was was John. Yeah, it was John at the time. But but he was there. Weren't Roman and um, yeah, Abe the, introduced the, friend, the same the year? Of that friendship was was yeah. Abe, it, it, Abe and Roman were friends first because they were friends and partners before Roman died in eighty four. Oh, yeah, and I get that and I agree, but at the same time, it was kind of like okay, John was there during the relationship between Tamara and Abe. But it, but I mean, he wasn't. But he was. It wasn't even so much about Tamara. It was more so about the fact like you have a chance at love later in life yeah. you have to take it like i took my shot and while it didn't really work out for me which hopefully it will hint hint please god ron give us roman and kate um i feel like he would actually write them well. like just i mean just stop giving us hints and yeah just please, give it yeah. to us like please stop teasing us you talked about us us not knowing how to show, show a little leg and then taking it back earlier 
That's all Ron knows. That's all Ron knows how to do when it comes to Roman and Kate. It's he dangles all sizzle, no steak. Mm-hmm. Put the clip, ready to the eat, cleavage Ron. over the table. Put the cleavage over the table, and then go. Oop, not yet. It's, but like it's he like da- he dangles the carrot in front of us. We go to take a bite, and then we end up falling on. Like it's it's literally it's actually it's literally the Charlie Brown football. Roman but and Kate are the Charlie Brown football. And Ron is thing. Lucy. I know I've shitted on Ron a lot this year, but I feel like he could actually write the hell out of Roman and Kate if he wanted to. And I don't know what's stopping him if if he wants to and he can't, or if or if he just doesn't like. I mean, he keeps mentioning it's it. Not and he the keeps, actors. I don't know what it is, but please just make it happen. They're mentioning it too much. Like it's because like I'm used to them not mentioning it at all. Why are you mentioning it now? Especially since you know fans want it. What's the point? Unless you're gonna go there, stop talking about it. I feel like that eventual marriage would help redeem Kate. A lot. They, yeah, because she got they need to stop need help. They need to stop using her. Kate as a plot point and as an actual character yeah. with history. If they go, lean into her history, they would be fine. But I just want Kate to be at the wedding with tears in her eyes. After all the starts and stops, I finally have the man of my dreams. And boom, Kate Roberts comes back and we can enjoy her storylines again. And she'll stop dressing like she's going to sing Computer Blue. I don't know if that's going to help it, but we do want her with Roman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just tired of her looking like she's going to start singing Jack You All. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, <laughs> um, um, also, I'm excited about Ava Paulina. Something's wrong with you, sir. Uh, they need... <laughs> I I really have because I wasn't sure if I was going to be here for Abe and Paulina. I remember you were on the fence about it before it really kicked off. That's still am. Because like, and it's, it honestly, it's just that thing because I, I don't like when soaps are like, oh, well, he's black, she's black. We're just going to throw them together. Hello. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so I was, I was, yeah, like I was. I can, I can like, understand okay, the trepidation. I, wanna, I want if if they're gonna do this, I want it to be good. But like the more I see them, the more I enjoy them. I like the side of him that she brings out. Exactly, yeah. that's what I love. And yeah, their kiss this week was awkward, but this was left- like saying your auntie and your. We don't exactly. Okay, but wait, wait, wait let's, let's be real. Let's be real, Abe. Abe kissing in general, even 20 years ago, was weird. Yeah, it was. That's, but can that's I stop Uncle for a Abe. Second? I don't need to listen. I don't need to see Uncle Abe. Okay. I want to bring up a pairing that I, I always... on the fence, too. But this week, I was giggling. I was like, oh, that was so, so cute. <laughs> okay, before we continue, like before we continue, I do want to piggyback off what Dylan said about them just putting two black people together. You know a pairing that I always wanted to see? I wonder if it's Abe, the same one I... Abe and Kim. Uh, see, I said Abe and Kayla. That's what I was going to say to you. I always... They, like, teasing them a bit? Yeah, they teased them about five or six years ago before, I think... I think before Steve, I think before Stephen Nichols came back before the bow return, they were kind of teasing it a little bit. Yeah, that would have been. You know, they have a history. They have a history of teasing because we were talking about this earlier. Tony, you weren't with us, 
Remember when they tried to t- cam test Marlena and Mike together? We've talked about this before, and I, I could see how you thought it was a chemistry test, but he was so awkward around her that it never read like that to me. It, it was a story. I mean, he could have like had a crush another, on his mom's best friend. I, mean, I feel like he had it another actually story, read more like worked. she had a thing for him. Oh, ooh. yeah, she was burning hard. So it was a time where I thought he was gonna give Marlena the drawers. Like <laughs> she was coming onto him heavily, and I wish they would have played that honestly. Because it was so weird. Because they, they, but honestly. They tried to- they would have looked good together. That would have been good and messy. I mean, Deidre Hall looks good with anyone, honestly. Hey. Not Dr. Alex Nor. <laughs> no. I mean, that character was trash, but Wayne and Deidre work well together, despite the fact that I can't stand either versions of his character. But doesn't change the fact that, like, listen, nobody can fight like Wayne and Deidre. Yeah. But, that 1992 fight before she went into the pit. Ooh, I think uh, either Joe or Lacey posted it earlier this week on Twitter, or actually earlier today, possibly. And I was just as captivated, and I think I've seen that scene like a hundred times. They did have some good fights. Remember that little scene they had before Roman left? He was like, our marriage is done. Yeah, good scene. You mean you mean this this scene where he ends up walking out the house that they tried to say was an Alex North flashback? But no, he when he was in? leaving town, when he was leaving town for good. Oh, that one. Okay. Anyway, even- back to Abe, Abe and Paulina. <laughs> Abe and Paulina, I'm just not feeling it. It was weird. It it, it gave me the cringies. I don't need to. Uh, well, I don't need to see them be physically intimate. But yeah. I, I can. I can I can, the illusion to it was perfect. To, the illusion to it and them be interacting as a couple would be fine with me as a partnership. Like they're old, they're grown, they've lived their were lives, you, they've had their kids. Like just let them have fun. They could even get Michael, married. Michael, were you to. enjoying it before the you saw them kiss? Yeah. It's, I told you, yeah, it's the intimacy thing. They're, it's auntie and uncle. And we don't want to see that. But honest, but I, again, I, I do it's like different from when I was saying Steve and Kayla, because that was just ill to old people. But Paulina and Abe, it was like seeing Yeah, your relatives. <laughs> Graham's kissing Graham. It was just like, oh, oh again, no. ape kissing in general is just weird. So I don't know if you should hold that against the couple. Cause you're not gonna like seeing it, Abe. Like, Cause you're not gonna like seeing Abe kiss anybody. So is he never allowed to ha- like? Is he never allowed to be one, with anybody the again? The one person I ever enjoyed seeing him being intimate with, other than Lexi, was Maxine. Because it made sense. But we never saw them intimate. They never even. I mean, they kind of teased it, but they never Didn't even they fully just went there. Like flirt or something like that. I thought we they never, kissed. No, they, no, they never, never kissed. kissed. I, I'm never happened to speaking of this with Abe and Paulina, I cannot wait for Paulina to tell Lonnie about this. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that look at the promo was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like if they if they like if they had an actress that I gave a damn about in the role of Tamara, this could have been fun. Not an actual triangle, but damn, just women <laughs> you. Not, not, I mean, it's just that she's not an actress. You know what? Next story. No, I'm just being honest. No, no, you, are, you are in time out. 
Igloo. No. <laughs> there's uh, nothing uh, against her. It's just that you have the elders coming for us. Her, her being uh, on uh, canvas, uh, you know you was dead wrong for that one. Uh-uh. Her being Next on story. canvas wouldn't wouldn't do much for me. You can't you can't uh, defend they, this one. You got to sit in time out there. <laughs> okay, you have to go back and watch some of her, her some of her eighty stuff and yeah. then come back to us. I but, I've seen some of her eighty stuff. She was better then. Okay, I, you need some of that time out to your partner. Because I've said a lot of outlandish kind of stuff, but that was dead wrong. I kind of feel like a, a disconnect with Lonnie and T- Tamara because we haven't seen them much on screen. Like I feel like Lonnie, just because we've seen more of it, like Lonnie it's closer with Valerie, right? Valerie, Abe, and now and, Paulina. And now Paulina. She's not. They don't really talk about her relationship with her mother, which is no, weird. they don't. I would like to, but yeah, that's another discussion. So on to the next topic, shall we? Chanel introduces Paulina to Allie and find out that they kiss, which leads to an awesome pronoun conversation. <laughs> My I love that entire conversation. Week. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh shit, there's more about you. Sorry. Meanwhile, Tripp talks to Ava about Allie, and he's also noticing a vibe with Allie and Chanel. Yeah, he is. He's sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is, too? Okay, y'all. As someone who has always been terrible with the pronoun thing, it made me more confused. So to somebody <laughs> like... Because somebody like... After this, we don't have to do it now. But can somebody like try to score me on it? Because it made me more confused. Basically... I mean, the whole scene was great, and I love the fact that, like, Paulina was basically you in that scene, and, like, she was confused, and she didn't quite understand the use of pronouns, but I love the fact that Allie's, like, you know, it's something we always should, like, we, it's something we always should have done, and now people are signing their pronouns, like, whatever they identify as, they're letting you know, so you know how to address them, and I love the fact that she said, like, my, my grammatically correct grandmother had such an issue saying their, like, they're like they them are going to this they is going to the store and i did that whole moment made me smile because that's so deidre which i was so happy that they made a marlena thing because the grammar thing is so deidre because we've had multiple actors talk about it in various interviews so i love that they incorporated that with marlena but then i also love that Allie called Abe uncle abe which i thought was so Mm. sweet and so cute i was like oh i love that so much i those scenes with Abe, Paulina, Allie, and Chanel saved the entire episode for me. Like two, it those was, two episodes. Um, it was it so was, good because honestly, and it was natural too. Like, it was, yeah. it, oh my it, goodness. Oh, go ahead. It felt so real and so natural and not forced and public service announcement. This what? wasn't Eli, Lonnie, and Julie oh, trying, to school, trying to school Julie. This was a natural, natural. conversation that yeah. made sense. They're, they're actually, but I'm glad. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm saying like they're actually having more organic conversations with each other about like important issues rather than just... I don't know, like forcing it in somehow with Lonnie, Eli, and Julie. Yeah, they've gotten, I think they've gotten better with when things make sense or when things can make sense, it yeah. does. Like, this is no heavy handed or over the top, um, unnecessary things going on. Yeah. Right now, it's just every, like, for the past few weeks, I've been noticing, probably a few months, there have been very specific episodes where things just very f- flow very well. Yeah. Well, 
Tony, I'm glad that you brought up the Uncle Abe thing, which makes me have, want to have a discussion. Okay. Abe was always an honorary Brady, right? Yes. So why are they not playing that? I mean, I don't know. I want them to. I, I mean, they play it more as like Abe is a distant family friend who comes in once every holiday. The Bradys and the Carvers were close, like very close. So why aren't they playing it like? I think if they gave Roman more focus, we'd see that more. Speaking but of, because I remember one scene before Bo actually proposed to Hope again. Which, which time? When she um returned as Gina and this, that, and the third, they finally got back together, but they still weren't married. And they had been dating for about a few months now. And Abe just sat Bo down and was like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, he sat there and read Bo. The episode is only 45 minutes. He was reading him for a good 20 of them. Was this in, was this in 96? Yes. 95. Okay, so. No, it was 96. I was going to say, I'm in 95. I'm, I just finished 95, and I have not I mean, seen that. Like, if you look at with, like, Jarlena's family, they're not always playing up the dynamics as we want to. So I feel like it's a show it, issue it, currently. Yeah. They're not it's not playing up the right dynamics. Uh, with oh, do you characters. think it has something to do with nowadays episodes are less time than they were back then, so they can't? No, it's it, it's not that they can't, it's that they don't want to because somebody behind the scenes deems it not important or enough to don't make play into. But back to the scenes itself, <laughs> I have to shout out to Roman <laughs> when, he wa- <laughs> when he walked in. <laughs> He do walked I in on the conversation. Ready to come back? <laughs> and I know a couple people had an issue with the fact that, like, Allie was fine with Marlena knowing about the kiss, but kind of like was hesitant when it came to her grandfather. Speaking as someone who is very close to both of her grandparents, there are things that I will tell my grandmother all the time that I will be very hesitant to ever mention to my grandfather. So I completely understood that. I was like. Uh, I get that. That's any family no. dynamic. Didn't yeah. she point out that like he's okay? He... Right, but in the scene with Chanel, she like at, after all of that, yeah, in, in the square, she said, "I kind of can't believe my grandfather knows wow. that we kissed." And, and, and let's, like, let's not forget that Roman is more conservative. So, it, remember, it took him a while to warm up with Will being gay. So of yeah, course, they, they were. Want, they were afraid to tell him, which, uh, given his character, like, and at the time when Will came out, I didn't understand why they were so afraid to uh, tell Roman. I get it now. Having more history with the actual character, I get it. But here's the thing. It made sense why she didn't want to tell Roman, because you don't tell Roman that type of stuff unless you're sure you're into women. Yeah, and right. Roman talks a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, oh a lot. I, I mean, hello. Like Roman is the reason that Sammy knows that Allie was raped. So yeah. I, you know, Allie being trepidatious when it comes to Roman, I get it. Like, that's also, not something you tell him. He he's a cut and dry type of person. Yeah. Either you're into girls or you're not. She doesn't know what she is right now. She doesn't know what she's into. So of course she wouldn't tell him. But she's majorly flirting with Chanel. Like I don't yeah. know what she means to and be, Chanel, but oh, and Allie is as no, yeah. You were talking about Allie. Sorry. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry, Aria. I was no, gonna, I was gonna say, like, before you go ahead, I was gonna say I really enjoy, I really enjoyed Allie talking with Paulina. That was such a, such a beautiful dynamic between them all. I yeah, I, yeah, and when she pointed out Paulina's outfit, that was so yeah. Lindsay in that moment. <laughs> and <laughs> Paulina was like, I like her. And when she oh, and when she realized she was Marlena's grandbaby. Yeah. That was so cute. I thought everything about those scenes were actually really good. And but but you know what we haven't talked about? What? Trip and Ava. Wait, Dylan That's was going to say something before we transition. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, for me, like, being someone who is queer, those scenes reminded me a lot of how some of my aunties are. Because they're they're older, and so they don't really get like some of the term quote unquote correct terminology or you know phrases or things that they're supposed to say and what they're supposed to call things. But like their hearts are in the right place, and they're willing to learn. And so sometimes, yeah, they'll say they'll they'll put their foot in their mouths or they'll say something that's not like politically been, correct. Been there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, and are I you saying it in a good way like that it reminded you of this or was yeah, it something you yeah, didn't want to be reminded like, of you know, that they don't, you know they don't mean any harm and they're willing to you know you learn. extend grace because you know they don't mean any harm and they're willing to, to learn and they're willing to take correction like Paulina knows that she doesn't know what she doesn't know but she's willing to learn it but here's the thing I'll say this as a person who grew up with elder Blacks, I mean, my parents are in their 50s. I, I grew up with the elder Blacks. College is the place. Can you say so, people after you say that, please? Right. <laughs> the elder Blacks. Well, I'm, I'm Black, so I don't have to break it down like that. I'm Black, so I don't have to. I forget. Um, college is the place to learn all that stuff because the things I used to think were okay to refer yeah. to, yeah, I get where you're going. Is not the things you can say. Like it was a word, Dylan, Nick, y'all probably know this word that I would refer to lesbians as that I didn't know wasn't politically correct until I got into college. Just the B I'm word, the D, the D. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah now, I now, now that word is iffy because the circles I hang in now they use that word. So it's like. Is it one of those things where only they can say it and we yes. can't? Only okay. they can say it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. See, that was a lesson for me because I was still saying it. <laughs> okay. But the B word, y'all know what the B word is, right? B word. think I do, but I'm not you sure. You are finished the uh, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not the word I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I thought that was okay. That, that's the elders for you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what they were called because that's all I knew they were referred to until I got to college and I almost got my ass whooped. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you some some of the things that were said around us in regards to queer that, people yeah. were it was just so politically incorrect. So when you learn it, it's it's refreshing when you learn it from the people that they're referring to themselves. Exactly. All that to say, that scene was very enlightening. 
I do need a refresher course, like a breakdown, because I got a little confused in the middle. But that scene was definitely needed for people like us who grew up around the elder black people. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but it was, no, I love those scenes. Those were really good. Because y'all just don't know, I was letting that B word fly until I found out. But um, we didn't talk about tripping Ava in this. So that shows you how much we give a damn. <laughs> About those I mean, I really need to stop getting Trip's point of view on on Allie's rape. And also, I feel like that's been the problem not- with that story, though. From the beginning, we've gotten everybody's point of view about what happened to Allie, and very limited point of view Allie. from Allie about what happened. Okay, to yeah. So that threw me off because I didn't think he was gonna bring up Allie. I thought I thought I he was bringing up Chanel. Up, yeah, I thought he was. He thinks that he she's attracted to Chanel because of what happened to. Because of what happened with Charlie, and I didn't, I didn't expect that. I thought he was just, oh, she just maybe into girls too. I didn't nah. know he was gonna assume that. What, what I mean, it makes sense that he would. What kind of annoys me with Trip is, the, or his point of view, or whatever, is that basically they're stating that they're, I don't know, not in a relationship, but like, I feel like dating. They skipped, they're dating. Yeah, they're and, dating, and they skipped a lot. Like the the label on it so fast kind of threw me off too because yeah. I didn't know they were dating. I didn't know because when Ava took it like, oh, she's cheating on you with the girl. I'm like, they're not together, are they? They're, not, they're just yeah. they're just dating. But then we said we but that, that could also falls, just be Ava. Yeah, I was about to say that falls into <laughs> Ava's character. Either you're dating someone or you're not. But they, yeah, basically said so himself. So yeah, he he did he did correct her. Like, well, we're just trying to figure it out. I just didn't expect him to assume her attraction to Chanel was because of what happened to Charlie. Yeah. Because I, at one point, wondered if they were going to go down that road because I've seen someone, I have someone in my family who legit switched teams because they were in an abusive relationship, did not want to be with a man anymore, and so has now been living very happily with a woman. So it makes sense, it would make sense to me if her rape made her reconsider wanting to date men. I could, I, I would be okay with them going down that route. I just don't like the fact that he made that assumption. Because yeah. what if she just genuinely likes Chanel? I think she That's does. for character, too, because y'all know how Trip is. What I found yeah. hilarious, there was one, one scene with um, Trip, Chanel, and Allie when Trip showed up. And they basically brushed him off and left. He looked so confused. He was like, the fuck? He comes, the what, he the comes what, off as such the third wheel in it. Even does, though Allie does like him, you can tell, like, her, her attention to Chanel is a lot more than just an attraction. And she, I, get, I think it feels like she's, she's not sure about it yet. But, but she he can, knows. She, he can she, see she, it. Yeah, he's seeing it right before his eyes. They're playing and honestly, Chanel and Allie eventually becoming the it's pairing of it all. Yeah. Honestly, it's Ben Sierra and Trip 2.0 in a way. And I think yeah. I think this might be triggering for Trip if you think about I, it. Because he's, he's been here well before. Triangles. He really doesn't. Because he's, he's kind of been here before, though. He's mm-hmm. watched. He's re- it literally plays to me like he is recognizing the connection. And he's been here before. And he's saying, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah. Only the other, other time it was just another guy. Now it's a girl. Right. But you could still, but he could see the connection between Ben and Sierra forming. Like he knew, like the minute, the minute Hope kicked, I mean, the minute Sierra kicked Hope out of her apartment, 
to defend Ben. That was the moment that um, that was the moment that they knew. Yeah. That trip knew, and I think he's seeing it again, and that's I kind of like that, and I don't know if it's if it's in the writing or if it's something Lucas is choosing to play, but either way, I'm kind of enjoying the looks on his faces every single time. And there was also a moment too when like Chanel was introducing Paulina to Allie, and she's like, "Mama, this is this is my friend Allie. There's something very important that you need mm-hmm. to know." And both Allie and Trip went like, "Wait, what?" I mean, the way. Some of the things they said and the way they played it, I found that really interesting. I liked it. I mean, I'm intrigued by them. I want to. See I hope. I hope to God that Chanel, that new Chanel and Allie have chemistry. Please let them have chemistry. I was gonna point it out too, but I'm excited to see how she takes on the role as well. Because it looks like we have, that's the other thing I forgot to put in news. Um, Precious addressed her upcoming exit. We have about two weeks left of this version of Chanel. So it looks like the anniversary party is most likely going to be her last air date. And Raven Raven pointed out her first air air date. Yeah, which we covered last week, which was July 6th, is when we start seeing Raven. And then I think July 2nd is probably when we will last see Chanel. Precious version, that is. Yeah, Precious's version of Chanel. That's, yes, thank you. I'm still grieving about that. Hold on. i Hold just going to miss her in the role. Relax, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I remember Raven from what I've seen her in. It's just, I don't know if it's going to feel the same. Cause it's not, because she's old. She Precious, gives off a more mature vibe. Okay. But, but she's also sense. younger. Is she? Yes, yeah, she's a few years younger than Precious. I just, okay, I'm trying to, to phrase this in a way. Just say it, because I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> just say it. Just go ahead. I do not want for Chanel's authentic Blackness to be erased with this recast. Yes, I'm, that's what I'm scared of. I'm so nervous. Yeah, because LA Webster's can relate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't stand that thin, uppity white woman. <laughs> yeah, because like, because uh, think is a recast, <laughs> like specifically with black characters, a recast could be re- really good <laughs> or really, really bad. It and it's it, and it, you're black or and there's white. and there's no way around it. Like for instance, the real like. Shamar Moore, Darius McCrary as Malcolm Winters on the Young Arrestors. Like I'm oh, telling you, they'll have you changing colors like the black and white commercial, like the black and white music video. Just, <laughs> or we, not, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna bash anybody, but, but we're not bashing. I'm be, just speaking just, the truth. It's true. Please, please don't mess up. I'm nervous. I love Chanel right now. I'm I know I love her too. But you, you and like, I have both seen Raven on All Rise. And I think she could pull off the similar vibe to what I, Chanel is currently. I just hope I'm not know, stuck in another Jordan, another Jordan Ashford situation. Yeah, like oh, God, please, no. <laughs> she brings up a good point because three of us have watched y and <laughs> I think, like, if, if, if she's a strong actress and if the writing doesn't change with the recast like it did with, like, Claire. Um, yeah, because that I was think, bad too. Yeah. Now no, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Isabel's not a bad actress. The writing's bad. Before yeah. we move on, I do want to say when we say blackness, we do not mean having her talk like Iceberg Slim, like old dude on GH. Yeah, nah. We do not mean that. <laughs> no, not, not that. It's not that. Ooh, I don't like him. You don't. Don't, <laughs> don't leave. No, I don't. Even though I like the gold tooth aesthetic. <laughs> They've tamed him since, but yeah, he is it, really I love a good safe. gold tooth. But come on now, we won't have to see it on TV. I I feel like if the writing stays the same, and it, like you guys are, I haven't seen her in anything else. So I'm basing it on what you guys are saying, and she seems to be a decent actress. If the writing stays the same, I'm I think just... we'll. I'm I'm just gonna go on record as saying I'm going to feel away if Chanel goes from you know Maya Wilkes to John Clayton. I'm going to feel oh, away. Oh damn, that's a hell of a comparison, but I get it. Can you explain for those who are not as uh Melanie Trallant? <laughs> um okay, it was um, a show called Girlfriends on UPN. Where Maya Wilkes was the ghetto fabulous friend, where Joan was the uppity, bougie black friend. Did I describe that right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like they were both very authentic, very real portrayals of black women, but they were very different, different. types yeah. of black women. And the show, the show in general was good because it showed that black people hang with different types of black people. Right. But when I what the point is, daytime like your daytime, y'all like your Joan Claytons, and y'all, <laughs> y'all. I mean, it's it. There's a reason why characters like Drusilla Winter stand out for Black viewers because yeah. we don't get a lot of that. Y'all, white viewers are tend to be more comfortable when. Blackness is presented in a certain way. For instance, the backlash towards Paulina. Right. An example of this this is, as much as I love Abe and Lexi, they had Abe and Lexi living in the roughest part of the neighborhood, but they were still living and talking like they were the Hustables. Okay. I can can get that reference. Yes, that's why what made Drusilla stand out to us because she taught slang but I don't know what it is but the executives feel as if black people we all have to be like the hustables to be enjoyable and what Dylan is basically saying she doesn't want that to happen for Chanel because although Chanel may have grew up with money she's still authentically black to the core I hope I summed that up right. She doesn't. She doesn't act like she grew up with money. That's the thing. Like outside of the fact that she expects, she expected things to be handed to her. Her personality, like the way she presents herself. Yes, she had money, but if if you take her out of that backdrop, you don't know. When you guys are talking about this with the like new recast for Chanel, are you? talking more about acting or the way she will be written 
it's the way she'll be she'll likely be written or portrayed in the writing because the actress is great i think the actress is a stronger actress than um precious but that's just my opinion because i've seen her in other things (laughs) but but, i don't know if she can pull off the what precious brought to the role i just don't know i have to rewatch her episode of all rise but i could swear she gave off a similar vibe well, we've been on this subject long enough. Yeah. Let's move <laughs> on to the next storyline. Brady and Philip fight over where Chloe should stay, and she chooses to stay with Philip be and right be back. berated by an old man. Mm. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. <laughs> or, well, she chose Philip, but she still made it clear that she has her heart is with Brady. Because I loved all of, like, their scenes on Monday were so good. Eric and Nadia are just so good. I love Broly so much. Oh, my God. But um, I love the fact that they're making Chloe's point of view here crystal clear. Like, she wants to. her in the fart burner. Yeah. She wants to be with Brady. And she's making that clear. And the fact that she's going to stay with Philip has nothing to do with any potential feelings she may have for Philip. It's strictly because she wants to do this with Brady right. She knows that she and Brady cannot rush into a rebound relationship. So as much as Brady may want to, and he's Brady, so of course he would. <laughs> um, that wee-wee is angry, y'all. <laughs> So Chloe knows that if they're going to do this right, they have to take their time because she doesn't want to be his rebound. She wants to be his forever. That's at least how those scenes played off to me. Okay, can I say this? I I made the comment that they're moving Chloe to the front burner again. I am loving getting her point of view for once. For the first time in, what, half a decade? Yes, a decade. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to pull out the tanning machine. No. No, no, no. She looks perfect just the way she is. She does not need to be looking like a 1960s Oompa Loompa. Bring back the tanning machine because it's time. Chloe's in the front burner again and I'm excited. No. no. Chloe was at her best when she was orange. I don't care what y'all say. The fuck she was? No, she was She was screwing Daniel every five seconds when she was orange. Or she was a prostitute. Neither one of those things were her best. Here's the thing. They were giving her a point of view for once. When was the last time? Both of those stories were trash. When was the last time we actually saw Chloe having a point of view? When was the last time we saw Lucas? And she was enjoyable then. When was the last time we saw Chloe have a point of view in a story we actually enjoyed? I enjoyed the Lucas storyline. Which which one? Do not say that first go round. No, the recent one. Okay, actually, okay. That made me actually root for Lucas and Chloe. Okay, I I can feel you there. Cause same. It, it actually had it not gone the way it gone, I could see Chloe and Lucas being married now because that was so good of a storyline. We saw both of their point of views. We saw them actually working to trying to be together. Now they're but, doing it again, and it's so wonderful. And I just—I love the fact that this is finally being explored. And Ron is Me really the, the only writer that we have had in Eric's entire tenure on the show that has been willing to even go here. Yeah, that's so weird. Odd. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it uh, is. Maybe they thought that the detriment so of their marriage was something that was so bad that they could never go back to it. 
But I love the fact that they talked about it too. Like they talked about what went wrong so that they can make sure that what went wrong doesn't happen again. And I just love that to me. I'm sorry. Could you explain like what exactly went wrong there? Because I'm kind of fuzzy with it. Basically, his drug addiction got in the way. When they that yeah it was her like her career took off and she wasn't around as much so he was turning to drugs and when he got addicted to the drugs he started like he started like ignoring her not necessarily mistreating her but things things were not good between them and and neglecting neglecting her and it was it wasn't very good and he always regretted that like chloe to me has always been like the relationship that he's always wanted to fix and the thing like the thing that he knows he wrecked and i don't think any of his subsequent relationships have worked because i think he's always wanted to fix things with chloe and now he finally gets the chance to monday's episode with all of them was the first time i actually enjoyed all three finally including broey i yay but i'm still not a fan but uh, I'm not gonna. Be hey, excited. baby steps. She loves. <laughs> she loves. She loves Flowey. But at least she's not. She, at least she's enjoying the scenes as they air. We, we will I, take the win. And I, I forget that she wasn't feeling the era, and then she did in the start of the war. Listen, I, my opinion <laughs> changes a lot um, based on the episode and what happens and how it plays out. But I enjoyed all of them. I'm still Team Flowey through and through. But I enjoyed it. I hope this triangle plays out as a triangle and yeah. on the spoilers it sounds like it will i wasn't sure yeah and i love those spoilers because we're actually getting chloe and bell scenes like yeah. thank you how and are I, y'all feeling I, huh? how are y'all feeling about chloe moving in with the curiosis I don't like it only because I hate that set and I don't ever want to have yeah, to look the set at it. Is ugly, but I'm actually looking forward to it. Oh, 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 okay, mine is it depends. Is John Aniston back on set? I don't think so, no. Probably not. Never mind then. Because when I when I did my Zoom with J. Kenneth Johnson back in April, I did it on April eleventh. He had said that he he had not worked with John Aniston in months at that point. And they were filming August. So he has not been on set and will not be on set at least until after we get at least after until after the Olympics, at least, or at least until maybe September if he's gone back. But I don't even know. Uh, I, I just want you to sit down. I promise you. They ain't even got to come. They could have him zoom from the house and cuss people out. I'll be okay no, with that. I, I want him sitting on the couch with a bowl of tomatoes. Why tomatoes? And, oh, wait. And Chloe <laughs> walks in and he just starts throwing them, yelling. Boo, you whore. <laughs> Get out of my house. I mean, I'll never forget when he opened the door to Eve and he went to somebody order a hooker. Yes. Just sit there with tomatoes like, throwing them at her. Boo, you whore. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see Chloe living there and possibly some run-ins with Philip. Or they most likely will be. I'm just excited to see it. I, I think. Hmm, go ahead. I think Sorry. Chloe moved. Chose to move in, even though Victor's always gives her hell. I think she what? knows Brady's what? still dealing with the fallout from Kristen's shit. Exactly. And like she said, like all, all, the worst thing Victor's ever done is call me names. Kristen actually tried. Kristen and Jan tried to kill me. So I can handle Victor. But um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I <laughs> see him in there. It looks, Philip was so cute. 
when Chloe said like, um, but Philip, he's right. Uh, and Philip was like, he was standing there smirking. He was so dumb. Yeah, he was, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. He was so smug about it. He was like, yeah, yeah. but he's right though. Like, Brady was like, yeah, he's right. He didn't want to admit it. <laughs> but like, I they need to let Chloe decide a little. Like, I literally said that when I was watching the episode. Well, yeah. Because let we her out. dictate this. What yes. what happens? Give exactly. her the point of view. And also, you I can give like them a little bit. Give it most. Give most of the point of view to Chloe. Yeah, and I would also like to see if, like we said, when the triangle plays out, I will want her to pursue Philip. If she's gonna do that, I don't want him to constantly because he's constantly do that done that like. He's been the one pursuing Chloe. I but I don't think she's gonna pursue it because I, mean, I think she's she, gonna be torn. She, I think, she, I think she wants Brady, and I think if anything, if she's torn, she's having feelings for both. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how her feelings for Philip play because if I, she's gonna pursue him as well, I want her to do that. I don't want Philip yeah. to chase her because he's done that multiple times. It's like quote unquote her turn. Wait, 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 wait. Even when she tried, what did he do? He went to Miriam. Yeah, that's why, like, I that that's exactly why I actually want him to have to pursue her. Exactly. Because and he kind of, I mean, he kind of did like, up until, just like, kind of now. like, as a preference, I don't, I prefer triangles where the guys are pursuing a woman. Yeah, but yeah. that's what he did, and she kept turning him away. Can you blame her? But okay, honestly, so I'm Ron like, is not he, that he kept doing it, and she was like, "No, I can't." Like she ghosted him, basically. <laughs> so like, I feel like it, they need to meet half halfway. So it's going to be interesting to see how yeah. her feelings for Philip play, because I haven't honestly gotten a hint that she actually feels anything romantic for him yet and I know that the, her being torn is coming and I'm sure there's going to be stuff that this week that's really going to amp it up but is it actually going to be she has genuine feelings for Philip, or is she trying to distract herself from her feelings for Brady that's what I'm kind of curious to see which way they play it well we're going to continue that story next week let's go to the other side of the last blast crew oh this was so good Belle goes to see Jan to confirm that this coma is real. After an amazing performance by Martha Madison, she reads Jan for filth and unplugs her. Sean Douglas, Philip, and Chloe come in and plug her back in. I actually thought that would play as a as a daydream or fancy or something. Nah. No. <laughs> that, was I, I like, figured... that was like, turn this bitch off now. <laughs> but that was... When Sean ran it, I was like, no, this is not a dream. Okay. But, but I, hold on. I, um, I think I think Michael still has more to read. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I don't. But you know what my gripe is about those things? Is that they played it like Belle was trying to see if Jam was really in a coma. I didn't like that, and let me tell you why. It made sense. I promise you it did. But I would have rather it, it than Belle just sick of her shit and one of her dead. She didn't even care anymore. That after coming off of, No, after coming off of attempted murder charges, I mean, granted, she didn't do it, but she was just arrested and went to jail for attempted murder. To turn around and say, fuck it, kill Jan and go right back to jail after not even being out for a day? No. 
Tony, you have not had the good feeling of wanting revenge. It, the thing is, she's Jan not worth not it though. For she didn't just come for Belle. She came for her child. So I, believe point, me, I get it. I get that, wanting that's revenge, the, but that's the same kinda, energy Marlena had when she shot, shot Stefano. Yeah, that, that's what I, it felt big. Marlena shoot this bastard down energy until she explained what she exactly. Was to so it kind of took it. Away. It made me go, okay, that makes sense. But it would have been better if you just wanted I was her dead. Stuck with some of the things. I love the scenes. Martha was phenomenal. I phenomenal, like, like Emmy reel for next year. Huh? Um, there's two two things that really I I got stuck with. One of the things is like, I mean, it is accurate. It's not wrong, but was Jan obsessed? Like she wasn't obsessed with Sean throughout the entire high school, but more so like the last year, last two years. Wasn't it because it was one and two? And then yeah, well, yeah, it, it started the summer, it started the summer between their senior year, but then like it because it, it wasn't you, really like it wasn't wrong, but some of it was like, uh, I no, mean, but I, like once once Puerto Rico, once Puerto Rico happened, her focus completely shifted to Sean. Like she always thought Sean was kind of cute and always kind of flirted with him, and but she kind of played it off like she didn't really. I mean, she kind she of wasn't really hyper hyper Bell, but it wasn't like. And then with, Puerto Rico an happened. It wasn't and an then, before before Puerto Rico, and, and then after why. Puerto Rico, it was all Sean all the time, and then it stayed like that. Yeah. So my, I, my gripe with that was Bell made it seem like throughout the entire like high school that Sean uh, that Jan was obsessed with Sean, and that wasn't really. What I watched, like I remember, like the it, it last year, it didn't year. really bother me because it. I mean, it didn't I bother, mean, but like I was like, that's not entirely correct, but it's not. Wasn't y'all putting my ass under fire for this last week? I mean, I mean, it's not that it's not that she's wrong completely, but it's like just a little bit off. But I guess I mean it makes sense and all of that. It's. Their history. When I brought up the Lucas and Sammy thing last I week. mean, also the second thing that I had an issue with, or not an issue, but it's I love those scenes in general. I enjoyed them, but like it was so random for Philip and Chloe to just be like them. Yeah, Philip and <laughs> Chloe I, did nothing in that scene. I love the Bell Chloe scene at the end, but literally there was no reason for it to happen other than for the Chloe Bell scene, which would then probably allow for the Chloe Bell scene that's coming next week. I like the but, I liked Philip's team kill that bitch. <laughs> yeah, no that that was funny. But can but we it, can we go back and talk about Martha's amazing performance like my god that was giving me marlena and stefano vibes after she put stefano in that coma when john died she was amazing oh it was so good what did y'all think i loved it she should have killed her <laughs> and jan's hand moved at the end did y'all catch that yeah. i don't know who's been watching sweet tooth I, if she oh sorry <laughs> If anybody watched Sweet Tooth, Jan has to sit mm -hmm. now. So, 
Because I knew, but I knew the minute that Belle unplugged her that she was faking. Because if you notice, her alarms went crazy, but her levels didn't change. She did not start flatlining and she did not lose oxygen at any point. She was fine. She's crazy. If Jan returns at one point and then eventually she'll have to leave somehow, I do not want another coma. Yeah, See, no. I didn't want a coma this time. I wanted them to send her to Bayview. See, See that's the thing. That's why we need Hunter Tylo as Hope Brady. We don't Hope fucking need Hunter Tylo as Hope Brady. No, you Hope just Brady. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Drop it. Move on. We're done. Because Hope Brady is the only one that can kill evil in this town. She'll put no, a No, she fucking can't because she didn't kill Stefano. Whatever, Stefano was what alive. She shot the shit out of him, yes, but he did not fucking die. So your statement is wrong. No, Marlena shot Stefano. You see, that was 30 years ago. <laughs> Stefano don't and then die. she put him and then she put him in a coma in That's 2007. Yeah. He never dies. Bring back hope, Brady. Not in the you. form of Hunter Tyler. We need you, Hunter I mean, Tyler. Girl, you don't have to let that Marina Toscano hate go. Exactly. We need come on, Hunter. It's okay, baby. We accept you for who you are. We need Hope Brady in town. Y'all think she's going to take a day's paycheck? Girl, she looks shit. She's taking any paycheck. Bankruptcy ain't cheap. But, hey, um, I'll, I'll take Martha Byrne. I'll take Noel Beth. I'll take actually. I kinda, anybody who's not Hunter I Tylo. Mean, I know she's not going to return anytime soon, but kind of don't see anyone else in the role but Christian Alfonso. She's not coming back. I know she's not, but I'm saying... That's I mean, like, if, if Hope were younger, I could I, maybe I could say that. Now I could see anybody in that age range playing her. And Kim, honestly, Kim Delaney could have played her, but she's on But honestly, if they were going to recast Hope, they would have. Yeah. They don't have a plan for Hope. Otherwise, they would have just recasted her. Come on, Hanatalo. It's okay, Connor Tyler. I swear. Leave Tony out of it. Please just come on over. Long as you don't step foot at the bowl and the beautiful. But I don't think she enjoyed her time at Days and from when she was in Marina, I don't think things she went broke. Well. She wasn't broke. <laughs> yes, but if she ha- if it was a toxic environment for her back then, I don't care how broke I am. I am not going back to a toxic environment to make money. But you ain't never had to tap dance on the sidewalk for pennies. I've come <laughs> like pretty she, damn close. Look, let's pivot. She me. she like the girls on set it off. I need that money. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Hunter Tyler, we got the coins now. Come on over, baby. Those coins are for sets, not for new cast members. Did you see the bank account? Cause I, I ain't got that much <laughs> faith in it. I ain't got that much faith in it. I'm, I'm just gonna wait and see. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next story. Hunter Tyler, we lift you up in prayer. Come on over, man. Um, Xander keeps pushing for that job at Basic Black, and Brady basically says, "Not no, but hell no." And <laughs> <laughs> but Nicole uses that magical dusty of hers and convinces Brady. Uh, sir, a- she did not. I mean, she convinced <laughs> him, yeah, but that was not how she did it. First off, let me tell you about Nicole's Dusty. Maybe he remembers. That Dusty's so <laughs> magical. She don't even have to drop her draws. Men gonna do whatever for that Dusty. 
She is. She. I mean, she was smart. She played. She played it. She played it well. She's like, look, you left me in the lurch a year ago, and I took you back, no questions asked, and allowed you back into this company. And so you owe me, and this is me collecting. Which I'm trying to choke um, Xander with his top was hilarious. Oh, hilarious! (laughs) And they have so. Harry is such a chemistry magnet. I really, even if I don't like ship Xander and Nicole, I really enjoy her with him. Um, I don't ship them for healthy reasons. I ship them for messy reasons. Like, if whenever one of them's down in their luck, I want them to come knocking on the other's door. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they could actually be really kind of good together. It's just, he's done so much shit to her. Like, it's... It could just be hate sex. It doesn't have to be a relationship. Yeah. It could just be, I'm bored. Yeah, I I'm mean, feeling self-destructive. I that is dick. more. <laughs> this is more preferable, like enjoyable than Nicole and Rafe. So, I mean, true. Which ugh. they're still going there with that. Did you see the SOD spoiler bit? Oh, <laughs> of the dream. Oh, that kiss. So, so I didn't realize that. I thought it was unrequited on Nicole's part. I didn't realize it was on both sides. I just didn't. I don't think we were supposed to know that. I don't even think Rafe realizes he has feelings I mean, for Nicole until the dream happens. It's supposed to be their connection, I think. I, don't I want to fling that bear out the window and then back over it with my power chair until it turns into confetti. Now, if this oh makes Ava, if this makes if, if this makes <laughs> Ava a bitch again, I can deal with it. Listen, that bear needs I mean, to come to life. That's I, what I'm saying. You can see it. It they've like set the scene for that. They set the scene for that way back when she got in her feelings about. Nicole not having a very enthusiastic reaction to them dating. to the kiss, yeah. Make Ava a bitch, and I can probably deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, wait. What not... does that mean for Eric and Nicole, though? We don't know. It, it also depends on how long Greg Vaughn is here for. Yeah. That's the thing. Are is Greg Vaughn here? to give us Eric Hall closure or is Greg Vaughn sticking around? Right now, or is he going to go to like recurring closure. and is he going to recurring when he comes back every few weeks and leaves? Yeah, and like back? is this we another, don't know. like we don't really know nothing, he hasn't said anything, the show hasn't said anything, so we don't, all we know is he's back, we don't even know when or for how long, so until we get a better idea of what the Eric of it all is, we don't really know where this goes. Well, let's just move on to the next story. Rafe and Ben have the loudest conversation in history at the cabin where he burns the divorce papers from Sierra. I loved this moment. I've been waiting for this moment for literally a month because Rob mentioned it in the article about Ben and Claire's kiss. So we've been waiting for it since right around the time the kiss happened. And it finally happened. Uh, I loved those scenes. I I actually enjoyed the Rafe Ben conversation. The only thing I didn't like was the hope comparison. Like, because the situations are completely different. So I didn't really like that. But I like how Rafe kind of listened to him and was like, I can't tell you what to do, but here's what I would do kind of a thing. I didn't like the idea of it when I read the spoiler. I was like, oh, come on, Rafe, really? But the scenes actually played a lot better than I expected. For me, it doesn't make, really make sense, like, why Ben is still around there, because they were supposed to, wasn't 
Sean's supposed to come up there and like, I don't remember what, we, what he was supposed to do, but he was supposed to come up there and like. Secure the scene maybe? Yeah. And like, it's a crime scene. What the fuck is he doing there a day later? Or was it two days? I don't know. No, it was a day. It was, it was, it was yeah. the next day. It's, it's been like, two weeks for us, but it's only been a day in Salem. Which... Yeah. It was so weird. And I did, it was I, so weird. I really didn't care, care for Rafe and Ben's conversation. Rafe has never been that type of father figure for Sierra. It's not factual. It's not canon. So it's like, eh. I was tuning in and out at, during that scene. And then, and then Claire showed up, which I thought was weird. I mean, the entire setup of Ben being there was weird. I mean, Ben being there didn't bother me because it makes sense if he wants to get clarity on his relationship with Sierra to go back to where their relationship started and their relationship started in that cabin. So if he wanted to get clarity on what his next steps would be, he went back to the beginning to get it. So in that sense, it made complete sense for me. And I was completely, it it made complete sense for him to be there. Um, I like the fact that he he uh burned the papers i love that but i also like the fact that he admitted that he's basically been in a guilt spiral since sierra's amnesia like he feels a lot of guilt for everything that she's gone through and i think that's what's been motivating his questionable decisions of the last few months and i like that they kind of address that i want them to address that more i would love to see a session with marlena where they really actually kind of talk that out I'm hoping we get that at some point, but I'm ready for the next phase of Ben and Sierra's story to begin, and this felt like the kickoff to that, and I'm excited. I'll, I'll give Rafe a point for, like, telling Ben that he should talk to Marlena because of what's been happening and the fact that he's been seeing um, Jordan and all of that. Like, finally, someone is mentioning that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm hoping I'm hoping we do get to see it, and um, yeah, I'm I'm just ready to see where their story goes because with Sierra coming back in a couple weeks, we're really getting ready to get started, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well then, shall we move to the next topic? Let's go ahead. Um, Chad wants Jake to support Kate, and when Jake tells him. Kate forgave him. He knows that something weird is going on, so he goes to the hospital to confront her. Kate admits she's faking, and Chad agrees to keep the secret. The scenes um, with Kate and Chad were hilarious. They were funny. As hell. Like, I was like, oh no, not another Kate and Chad scene with her fake son. But Nick, you told me you were gonna, and you said like, you were gonna like it. So... It's the I most I've them. ever enjoyed them because I was expecting Chad to be an idiot. I didn't realize the light went on for him in the scenes with Jake the day before until, until like he started talking and I'm like, oh, he knows. <laughs> because at first I thought they were going to play dumb like he didn't see what he saw. Yeah. Like I was expecting some James E. Riley level shit, but we didn't get that and I was so happy. And the way Billy played it, I love when Billy leans into the comedic side of things because it's just so much fun. Yeah, it was very entertaining. It made me a little irritated that they're not mother and son. But I, but Kate, has, an, Kate, Kate, 
Kate has enough kids, but it would have made sense. I'm glad Listen, that- if we're going to see Kate and Chad as much as we're going to see Kate and Chad, he might as well be her son at this point. I'm glad that Chad, Chad found out, but it doesn't really make sense for him to be this protective of Kate, especially considering what she's done to them. Yeah, but they've never played that up as I would have wanted them to. They've like, done it like, a few instances here and there, but everyone always forgives Kate when she messes up. I mean, he had no... I mean, Kate knew that Jake and Abby weren't sleeping together because Jake and Kate were the ones sleeping together, and she I mean, let him twist in the wind. When, like, she... She even helped Gabby um, mess with Abby's head. Like, right, but that, I mean, that was, that was years ago, and he forgave her for that. But yeah, this know, was but recent. Like, this she, was months ago. I know. She's messed with them a lot, and Chad keeps forgiving her. And, it, and Also, um, what was the point of having Gabby and Chad be chummy when Abigail left if he was just going to throw her under the bus like this? Yeah. It felt weird because I'm like, maybe I, Chad was only maybe Chad was only following Abigail's lead since Abigail was cool with her. Chad was playing it cool, but he's never really going to quite be cool with her. And now that Abigail's not there, he doesn't have to have the pretense. It's I, it, I it like felt it's random because when Chad brought it up about her um, poisoning Gap Abby the first time, hmm. I'm like, I thought he was talking about the recent time. Like I thought we found out that was Gwen. But because they just they seemed like they had mended their friendship, it was over. So for him just not to care, it's, it felt weird. Right. But also, I feel like it's made to for Chad to be some type of angst as well for Jake and Gabriella. It's, uh, this whole Kate story is just so bad. It's terrible and all. English. It's so I bad, and I can't with. I, and they brought up Andre's fake blindness, which was great, except for the fact that Kate was not alive when they revealed that he was faking the blindness. When did he do? Na- it was 1995. Okay. Uh, well, actually, 19... No, in 94, he was actually blind. It was 95 when he started faking the blindness. But it's just like... It's great when you bring up history when it makes sense, but it takes you completely out of the moment when the character who's bringing it up should have no knowledge because they weren't even here. Now, maybe Andre might have mentioned it to her because they were married at one point, then mentioned that in dialogue because it played like she was there to witness it and she wasn't. She was living her best life on a fishing boat at the time. Right. Yeah. I just, I have no words for the storyline. I'm just ready for it to be over. The it's only funny, good part of um, it was Gabby playing grab ass with Jake. Literally, the only part I enjoyed. I, I like seeing Kate dress as a blues brother. It was funny as hell to me. <laughs> How is she dressing better when she's supposed to be blind than she ever did when she could see? Maybe because she's supposed to be blind, someone else is picking at her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like this whole revenge thing is going to somehow factor into EJ and Tony. And it does because Kate is the, according to spoilers, Kate is the one who has the deciding vote on who's going to be the CEO of Gamera. Oh, that's okay. See, see, now I like it. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay with Kate just punishing him. 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's the moment that Kate's going to reveal everything. Like she's going to give his job to EJ and then reveal that she was faking. I'm okay with that. That's kind of where I feel this is going. Well, let's move on to the other side of this story. Gabby is not exactly thrilled that Jake is supporting Kate. How are we feeling about that? I still don't care about them yet. I I don't care. They literally have the same conversation over and over yeah, and over I again. I, I, there was a moment where it almost looked like Gabby was realizing that Kate was faking, but it ended up her just being sad and sniffing Jake's shirt. I'm just like, I don't even remember just, this scene. Yeah, it was, I think it was Thursday or Friday. She came, she came into their bedroom and she flashed back to Kate coming into the room and then she went over and she sat on the chair and I thought for a second her wheels were turning and she, no, she flashed back to Kate seeing them in bed together. So I thought maybe she was putting the pieces together that Kate was faking and then she literally just sat in the chair, had this really sad look on, his, on her face and sniffed his shirt. And I just, I'm ready for this story to be over. And I know it's ending soon because by like August, they are not in the house anymore. But like, Thank God. We, I can't wait for us to get to that point because my God, this is terrible. The thing is, once they, once this story is over, she's, Gabby's still stuck with him. That's my issue. But maybe once we get the hell out of this or like out of this and they're just them, I can enjoy them because before Kate resurfaced and saw them when they were actually having a conversation and just being soft and gentle and I actually started to like them. But then Kate came back, the sassiness from Gabby came back and all they've been doing is re and all he's been doing is reassuring her that he wants to be with her. Well, instead of saying it constantly, just fucking be with her. They still haven't really defined Jake as a character for me. Hopefully, the fact that the other Demare brothers are present in Salem can help that. I'm hoping EJ It'll does a deep dive on into Jake, and we get more of his history this way because yeah. he wants to. He wants to know more about the Grease Monkey in Chief. That was funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Well. Speaking of EJ, he's back, and he's back to proclaim his spot at the Demera throne. And his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how are y'all feeling about this story? Well, how do we feel about new EJ in general? Because, like, this is the this was like his first. No. Full week. I like him. I do too. He what? <laughs> he was in those scenes with Tony, and then in the scenes with Tony and Chad. Yeah, he was he, he was exactly what they have been missing. He yes. brought the Demira when he that they yeah. have not had on that show in a long time. When he dragged Chad for filth on what was it Friday? Yeah. Like he got that bass in his voice. I was working because this was it was during the second half of day, so I was back from my lunch and I, I was working and I I was doing my thing and all of a sudden he started he started yelling at chad and dragging him and he said something like you should have known better after what happened with stefan and i looked up on my screen and went hello ej he he feels like ej and i didn't think and he made the damaras feel like the damaras and i didn't think that was going to happen post joe not being here so the fact that they have a recast ej who they can work with probably for a while they yeah, because he doesn't can really like he's going anywhere. They can really, they can really reset the Demers. It works. Him and Sammy, I don't care about. 
I don't care about them either. Like, there's no chemistry there, which, thank the good Lord, let Lumi rise. Because there's no chemistry there. And I like the fact that we're not supposed to be rooting for EJ and Sammy here. Because it's very clear that EJ is putting on an act for Sammy, and EJ knows. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, like, he knows. Do, we, do we think he knows? Do you guys oh, think 100% he knows? He, he has knows. to know. Because that's the way he's playing for me as well. Like, he knows something. Has the to looks, happen. the things he's saying. The, like, I mean, because Tony clocked it when he had those scenes with him on yeah, Tuesday. Was like, you do not apologize. That's not something you do. And can I just say for a second, I love, <laughs> I love Tony basically saying, listen, the family is in shambles. Somebody needs to step up. Won't be. But it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was so real. You're like, yeah, somebody needs to do it, but the damn sure ain't going to be me. I'm right? not. My thing is Tony is saying everything that the audience has been saying basically since EJ died. Yeah. Because honestly, the Damaris died with EJ. And now that EJ's back, they're resurrected. That's basically what it is. Yep. What about Michael. Kristen? Kristen's been too batshit crazy to really to really um, lean into the Demera side of things. Now, when they bring her back, if they do that, that could be a way to keep her on the canvas without making her the patron saint of tears. But right now, right now, Kristen sounds like a liability at all times. Although, she just, yeah, she I mean, just, we're we're gonna spun so far out. She's unpredictable. Yeah. They don't know. She's a wild card. You, I get it, but it's just too much. She could that's be the Stefano type. Yeah, that's the other thing I forgot to put in uh, the news. I knew there were stuff I forgot in news. Uh, we're seeing Stacey Hyduke next week back as Kristen. Uh, it looks oh, like Lord. EJ, EJ and Kristen either will start or have been communicating. Yeah, I got. I think it's like he definitely knows, which leads. That's me to that's it. how I think he like, knows. I think she told him. Yeah, me too. I think she ran right to him and told him. Speaking of the Demaris, uh, am I the only one who's getting some weird vibes from Tony? Okay, first off, can we talk about who did his veneers? You know what? <laughs> oh, no, but like, the, the I'm gonna put myself on the. Look, there was there was giving Denver Bronco. But, <laughs> yeah, t- Tony's vibes have been very weird, especially in that one scene. Where like, all Anna. they have him doing is chinning and grinning now. Yeah, but like, I I feel like it's not coming across it's, as Tony. It's what? coming across as Andre, honestly, because no, it's even, not even that. It, it's it is for me. What are they doing with Tony other than having him chin and grin and outfit? Yeah, it used to be Tony would be on the screen and I would care what's going on. Now I'm thinking, who did his but veneer? Te- <laughs> but technically, okay, but the Tony you cared about, was that Tony or was that Andre? Because what time frame are you Ooh, talking about? Good question. Good question. That was Andre. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, guess Tony was the boring one. The Tony I enjoyed that was on but I also enjoyed like Tony the last decade. But like Cause the Tony I enjoy I was the like young the- one yelling, Don't shoot, John. Don't yeah, that shoot. Was, yeah, that Don't. was Andre. 
Yeah, that was Andre. That was a scene, so, by the way. Did he win an no, Emmy for that? No, Days. You kidding? Days did not do Emmys back then. Soap opera Digest award, maybe, but no, they did not do That's Emmys so back in the nineties. That's so unfair because he was acting. He was. Uh, some of it was a little bit on the overacting side. Not gonna lie. In, in a uh, good way, though. Uh, some like, of it, yeah, because I mean, no. he was supposed to be act. He was an actor acting like he was acting. Yeah, he was so. eating the scenery up in a good way. It was me- at that point he his cheese fell off the cracker. Of course, you're gonna oh. eat scenery. What? There were a couple scenes this week that were giving me very questionable vibes. Like Tony and EJ don't really know that much about each other. If we're okay. being honest, because well, they were like, kept in that little thingy together. But even so. still, e- EJ was half comatose half the time. He observed things, but there were no conversations happening. And also, like, I feel like this regime doesn't know, like, how to write Tony and Andre. To be Andre, fair, I-, I don't know that the entire show knows what to do with Tony and Andre because no, they've it's not- it. Yeah. They, because they've retconned it so many times, I don't think they know who like, who's who the anymore. Last time, I, I remember when Abby was basically friends with Andre, and like the way they're writing Tony right now, like they have switched their personalities. They like, were just friends. No, not best friends, but they were friendly. They were they were just friends. Listen, there there were there were times like. I wasn't sure back then with the Andre Abby stuff. Like I thought Andre was going to be the reason that she split. To I be honest, was, I thought they were screwing. See, I thought, uh, Ew. I, or screwing in the past. I didn't. I didn't think. I, I did not think they were no. screwing willingly. I'll just say that. Um, <gasps> that was yeah. That I don't know. I got a weird vibe that he might have forced no, himself on her, like, and that's oh. why she had killed him. That t- that. Uh, it, it came off as during that time when she he was helping her out and Laura and all that stuff, they slept together at least once. That's what it came off to me. And see, it but came off to me like he he was abusive to her. That's how it read to me. But but then she blocked it out, which is why they were so friendly. And then she remembered it the night he died, and that's why she killed him. But that's not how they did it. Yeah, the way they've been writing Tony is the opposite and they did the same thing with Andre that's my issue like what is going on is it like intentional or is it just like they have no clue not sure because there was one moment when Anna came in and Anna was talking about like how happy they were with their new life it literally looked like Tony would rather be pulling teeth than standing there yeah so I don't I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see and may I don't know Maybe I, Tony's been gone long enough because we have not seen them at this point since like New Year's Eve. I, I think yeah. New Year's Eve was the last time we saw them. So yeah, it's, it's literally been, been six months, which means there could have been a swap. Because honestly, all they could say is that AD stood for both Andre and Tony in Nashville. They had they had the same room. They resurrected both of them. Yeah, because when I saw the AD, I didn't even think of Tony. I, I thought it was Andre. And some of know it's, it's Anthony Demare. I'm like, oh, because no yeah, one ever calls him I'm, that. My, maybe Tony is held hostage somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Because like, it, it, there's a there's an easy way to undo on Andre's death. Because honestly, Vivian and Andre died the same year. Like Andre died in January. Vivian fake died a few months later. 
So it's very possible that they were both resurrected and they were both, Andre and Tony were both in that room. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the last story of the week. Sammy and Lucas say their goodbyes and are caught by Marlena. And it leads to Marlena and John having a conversation about Loomis. These scenes were, oh my goodness. They were so oh, great. So good. First of all, Deidre Hall gets all the awards because she was saying, like, Marlena was saying all the right things, but her face was saying about EJ, get the fuck out of my house. I love Hello, Peter. <laughs> Honestly, so I just, it's like I said in the group chat, she was giving me Alice Horton hating Peter Blake vibes. Like, and it was so loud, honey. She knew what he was doing to miss Nehemiah. I love when Marlena walked in and saw Lumi's passionate <laughs> kiss. Because she has because she stood there for a while. Yeah, she, she stood like, there for a while. Like, oh, I don't believe. First off, <laughs> I know we talk about the suits. I know we talk about the suits. But that suit that Deidre Hall had on said body yadi 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 Marlena looked gorgeous. They, they had it reminded me that Marlena had curves. I said, okay, Doc. But also the John Marlena conversation was so good. Now, Michael, I don't know if you thought about this when you watched the scenes, but because I'm currently watching the Aramid story in my classic days binge, like when they were talking about how Lucas and Sam, like Lucas and Sammy bonded when Lucas supported her through being accused of Charlie's murder and how trauma can be, bring you so much closer. I immediately flashed back without them even having to say it to Marlena supporting John through Aramid. Oh, that was a story. That was a story. And that was the story. That was the moment that their feelings truly reawakened. Like the trauma. That, that of- was the story where Marlena realized that she cared for John more than. A- yep. And I and just got. Really- to, I just got to the part where she realized it. But I love with having- the flashback. And she yes. was like, Maybe yes. I care for John more than I thought I did. Yes, I literally oh. just watched that like two days ago. But anyway, when she gets to the letter. Oh, I, rem- I remember from my Jarlena binge 10 years ago, that letter drove me nuts, but I'm excited to rewatch it again. But anyway, but I love the conversation because they didn't express, they didn't explicitly state the comparison that they were making. But if you watch the story and you know the history, you know what they were saying. Well, to be honest, speaking as someone who didn't watch the story, I still felt it. Like it, you could tell that that's what John and Marlena were thinking like we've been through this before. Sammy being the being the way she is is kind of because of that. Is she about to go down the same path that she's like she's held a grudge for so long about? It's 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 nice that they can use that. Yeah, and I love the fact like when they were all talking about it with like when John and Marlena were talking about it with Roman, like the knowing looks between John and Marlena. Yeah, that, like, I loved those scenes because all of the parents were looking at each other like they really know it. in us with this. Yeah. Like they knew, but literally they lived it because you have honestly sitting in that room Marlene is Sammy, John is Lucas, Roman's EJ. It's literally yeah, that, that whole, that whole st- like a different, slightly different, but it's basically a similar vibe to what they went through 20 years ago. Yeah, they were 30 years ago now. Seen it, been here, walk, done that, walked this path. 
we just gonna raise the children up in prayer. Now, how how did you guys feel about the Lucas Roman scene? I, and Lucas being being in his feelings. Well, that's Lucas. <laughs> but I I enjoyed it because the weird thing is they haven't played Roman a lot since I've been watching. But when they do, and they're playing him a lot more now. The fact yeah. that he, the fact that Sammy's there, the fact that Eric was there, they didn't even play him a lot when Eric was around. But they're playing him where he needs to be, and it's working very well. It is. Well, how did y'all, you know, an interesting thing that I noticed is that Sammy is always interrupted when Lucas is declaring his feelings for her. Do you feel like if she wasn't interrupted, that she would just throw it up in the air and be like, screw it, I'm leaving EJ? Yeah, because he was, he was, when they kissed before Marlena walked in, he was leaving. He was getting ready to walk out the door, and she stopped she him. She stopped him. That was she so cannot nice. say goodbye that to him. Was, that was so cute. I loved it. And, <laughs> no, and then the last time it happened, EJ was at the door. Even then, it seemed like she was just about to say, "Okay, let's do this." It, and li- and she's not saying, and she's not saying, "Don't I can't do this. I don't love you." She's saying, "Don't make this any harder than it already is." Yeah. Meaning, she loves him and she wants to be with him, but she can't. She feels obligated to EJ. To EJ, yeah. That is how this plays for me. And y'all can come at me all you want if you disagree with what I am saying. You've already been in my mentions all damn week because I said it and I stand by it. She, he is an obligation to her. The thing is, at this point, I mean, you, if you, even if you are an EJ Sammy fan, you can't be that in denial about what's happening. What the show is presenting is Lucas and Sammy as the story EJ is the obstacle. That's what they're showing us. Well, EJ and Sammy fans, and certain Sammy fans in particular, have a very creative way of uh, viewing certain narratives. So don't be surprised Uh-oh. if they tend. Okay. And on that so, note. Don't be surprised when you get to see some very creative takes because I honestly wonder if some of them even watch the show. Okay. And on that note. <laughs> We are going to move on to my favorite segment of the show, The Mavericks Reading Rainbow. But we're going to do it differently this week. Oh. My read is going to be included in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So do y'all want to start there? Uh, sure. Okay. They don't know anything about this guy, so this is going to be fine. Good Lord. Good, bad, and on ugly, Tony. All right, so my good is everything having to do with uh, Marlena, um, her, the subtle reactions on her face, basically John and Marlena too, because even John, when he found out that EJ was in the house, like he was, he was nice and, and, and whatever when EJ showed up, but when Marlena said EJ's here, the look on his face, like you can totally tell that Marlena and, and John are totally team Lumi and that they only ever tolerated EJ's existence on the pretense that uh, he made Sammy happy, and if that is no longer the case, they no longer have to stand on ceremony. Um, the bad, Jake and 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 Kate and this whole fake blindness thing, like put us out of our misery, end it, burn it with fire. Like the quicker we get to this this uh, CEO shit, so we can get this over with, the better. 
and the ugly is Kate's wardrobe. It just gets worse. And those god-awful, bulky-as-fuck sunglasses. He looks like a blues brother. <laughs> I keep yeah, well, I grew, like up, I grew up in a household that did not like the blues brothers, so uh, <laughs> that's not a good thing for me. I never meant to cause you any pain. <laughs> Sir, you are trying to monetize this podcast. That's the wrong song to sing. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Never mind. Oh, Lord, don't get me, please. Don't get me, please. Please don't get me, Lord. Anyways, I ain't got no money. Anyways. You're nuts. Anyways, Lord, the student loan people are already at my back. Anyways. Dylan, good, bad, or ugly. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, my good for the week was new EJ because, like, I haven't decided yet if there's enough chemistry between Dan and Allie to make Ijami work. Because I am of the opinion that the only reason that ship ever sailed was because, because James Dan. and Allie were fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I'm not someone who makes, like, snap judgments. So I'm willing to see, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give them more scenes together. I'm willing to let some more things play out on screen before I say one way or the other whether they work for me. But he absolutely works for me in his element as EJ Demera, as a Demera in that family, yeah. as a power player. Yes, yeah. that has been sorely lacking, and he brought it, and he brought it one hundred percent, and he was exactly what's been missing. So I'm really excited about that. Um, my bad is just the whole Bonnie, Justin, Steve, Kayla Square, and I, I, oh I yes, don't care. I don't care. They're not giving me enough to care, of, and I don't care. And I don't really have like, I don't really have an ugly this week because there wasn't anything that was like so terrible I wanted to like turn the TV off. So. Child. We haven't seen Duke the Bear this week, so that's good. Child, y'all can hate me. I'm scared, but <laughs> I guess I'll go next. Um my good was all of the old school family dynamics and friendships that they're playing, from Abe and Roman to Brady Chloe Phillip to uh, Bell trying to off Jan. Um, uh, the last blast crew in general, because we have not had a scene, all four of them in the same scene since yeah. they have been back. The Demera brothers plotting against Jake. Um, Sammy Lucas, John and Marlena, Roman and Marlena talking about how messy Sammy and Lucas and EJ may be. <laughs> it's, it's, it feels... It feels like days. Yeah, it feels like the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, as someone who didn't watch it those years, it felt nice to see. Um, my bad was um, hmm, was the was Steve being used as angst for Justin and Kalo. I mean Justin and Adrian. Shit, Justin and Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is the problem. There, uh, no, no one that's cares. The problem, that's the problem with Justin. He are all in the family. <laughs> like, no Boy, one, the way Ben Miller plays. We don't care enough. I don't care enough about Steve personally for him to give to give a damn about what he thinks about Bonnie and Justin. The 
the payoff for me would be if Justin's boys were there raising hell over this. That's what I want. Cast them. Do not cast Sonny. Cast Alex, <laughs> Joseph, and Victor and bring them on oh, to man, raise well, hell. Honestly, the no. way that they could do it is have Justin want to marry Bonnie and have the have them like getting ready to get married and have the kids come in for the wedding and be like, Dad, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and the ugly um, is... Um, the ugly is Gabby and Jake as a couple. I don't care. Yeah. This they've done nothing from to make me care about Jake as a character. Hopefully that's changing with the Demeras more being more prevalent. But I won't hold my breath. Next. I, I will say this. As a fan, I agree. I'm starting to get to that point too. Why are you guys taking all my good, bad and ugly? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I will say this. I agree with you on the good, but I will men like I'll mention and give a shout out to my favorite scenes of the week, and that was Ali, Chanel, Paulina, and Abe. Those <laughs> scenes were so good. I have to rewatch it again. I haven't done that yet, but they were. It was just like watching my family. Like I loved it. Um, the bad, yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. Steve, Kayla, Bonnie, and Justin, I don't care. I feel like this is not how Bonnie should be written. I don't like Steve as angst for them. Like, no, just throw it away. Too and old the, for that shit. Yes. <laughs> and ugly, I'm sorry. <laughs> just like the majority of you guys, it's Jake, Gabby, Kate for me. I think both of the ships suck. I do not care. Jake is just there. He has nothing to him for me to invest a root for him or Jake and Gabby. Like, I don't give a fuck. That's yeah, the thing. I shouldn't be rooting for Kate. That's the issue. <laughs> I shouldn't be okay with what she's doing. And I like, because I like Gabby, but I'm, I don't care about her yeah, and I, Jake. Same. I feel like Gabby can do so much better. She can. So it, feel, it feels like a waste to me, but that is me. So yeah, those are my three good, bad, and ugly for this week. And now it is time for special guest star, Michael the Mavericks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I'm nervous. Welcome to the Mavericks reading Good, Bad, and Ugly. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> my good, my good was the Lumi and Marlena sings. I also enjoyed Paulina, Ali, Chanel, and Abe. Those were very nice. My bad, Bonnie, and Justin, and Stela. One, because Steve, again, a stain on the wall. That's all you should have been, but you weren't out ass. <laughs> and, and the simple fact of they have potential with Bonnie and Justin. But they're not using it. Use those players. Use Miss Luciano and Wally Kirk. And now for my ugly. Nobody mentioned it, so I feel special. So I'm going to say it. The scene with Rafe and Benjamin Effie White Weston. What? Don't slander Effie. <laughs> the loudest scene 
in daytime history. I don't know what they were yelling about. They weren't even yelling. What the fuck are you They were yelling, about? baby. I, I was sitting there at work watching it, minding my business, and suddenly that scene came on and blew my fucking eardrums all the way to Zimbabwe. <laughs> I, they weren't yelling for me. Were they yelling for what? you guys? Because they weren't Michael, yelling for me at all. What? Were they, they were yelling? loud. I was falling asleep. They were loud as hell. I felt like that little old lady on the Twitter clip <laughs> where she's sitting there praying and the room just exploded. What the fuck is... Like, what the fuck TV were you watching this on? Because they were not even yelling. And then Ben... Sierra was supposed to love me. Sierra was Sierra was supposed to love me. He's such a kind of That's not at all what he said. And, but and, okay. and, and all I said was Effie, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I'm so confused. I'm so what, what, what fucking scene were you watching? Because you obviously were not. Maybe watching I was watching it wrong. But you I were hundred percent watching it wrong because nothing you even said bur- even fucking happened. Then him burning the divorce papers in the middle of that cabin that should be destroyed by now. Okay, well that I, look the cabin's still existing. I they need to great. they need to stop having fires in that cabin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt like Dina Jones. I'm sick of all your bitching. I'm sick of all your nagging and all your screaming too. Well. <laughs> He has officially decided to stop complaining and start fighting for his wife. So- Thank you. Finally, Effie, you shut the hell up. I don't know Why? what the fuck scene you were I- watching, because, wow. Whatever that was, don't do it again. Don't and watch, don't watch Days at Work anymore, because clearly their TV is broken. Oh, my God. <sighs> I felt like Dion wore with the Patty LaBelle. Could you turn that down some? Like they weren't even that loud. They were pretty quiet in the scenes, actually. Oh my God, I hated that scene. It was stupid. It was pointless. Cause it's I don't know whether it was pointless to me because I know Sierra's coming back and all of that was just pointless. But, it wasn't know. pointless though, because it I, I I'm gonna disagree with you on it being pointless only because Ben finally decided to fight for her. This was him closing the door on the last three to four months of just sitting back and doing nothing and he's deciding to fight, but fight for her. he hasn't been. Okay, now what altern- in what alternate universe has he not been fighting for her? Okay, well, uh, maybe three to four months, but basically not three to four months. Since she left for Africa, she he hasn't done anything. He's literally once she left and he let her go. He hasn't done anything. Now, uh, uh, okay, uh, again, uh, let me interject with some logic and reason. When she left, the narrative that Sierra left with was that I can't be here because I am afraid of this man. Right. So him... There is nothing that he could have done at that point that would not have made him look unhinged. Well, that's true too. Let but, her go. But I, you know, so, he, I mean, he's, like, he's, he's he. I might not be explaining explaining this well, but he has been in limbo for a while. Like he's been in limbo since she left, and he's like he's finally decided he's been debating back and forth do i find the divorce papers do i not he's finally decided and he is deciding to fight for her 
And it was a moment of closure and it was a moment where we're kind of transitioning him into the next part of the story, which thank you. So it wasn't pointless in the sense that it actually served the purpose of moving Ben forward is what I was trying to say. All that being said, I'm scared to watch his scenes with Sierra now because he just might break out and you and you and you you're gonna I, no, Mm-mm. and that's my reading good, bad, and ugly. Benjamin Effie White Weston. I hope you get your dusty back because I'm, I'm I'm sick of you now. <laughs> you were sick of him forever, so this is a no. This is just another excuse for you to be. Let him drag Ben in peace. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> like put the cape away. It's all right. He will. You're, you're, he will be fine. Just saying, we know he will be. He's talking about he's never dragged Ben. He drags Ben all the time. This is not I mean, new. Because Ben does deserve the dragging. Not to me, but that's not the point. I'm tired, Tony. I'm tired. They need to write Ben with an edge or get the fucker off of my screen. Jesus. Well, he's not <laughs> going anywhere. Then no. do something with him. I'm sick of him whining. Yeah, and crying and bitching, moaning. He's been doing that for a year. He worse than Hattie. And now, huh? Excuse me. And he's he's now lashed that shit onto Claire, and she's whining about Sierra too. And they make Claire crazy again. The way he is whining. I miss that thing. Claire is whining, and I wonder what they're gonna. I actually do wonder what they're gonna do with Claire. But the, the way they way they have him whining, they have him sounding like Paige Larson. I'm oh, expecting, no. I'm expecting him to ask Abigail for my doll complete now. Oh, good Do lord! Something with him. Do something with him. I'm tired of watching Effie cry. I'm tired. And basically, that do something with him means do something with him outside of his ship, as far as the yes. character, because the ship isn't enough to sustain the character. You need to do something. Because with Sierra gone, he is insufferable. Do but wasn't he get him a friend? Insufferable, so they need to get him a friend, a hobby. I mean, he had Jake, but Jake is a terrible friend, so no. I want to see Ben and Trippy. Like, I enjoyed the Ben and Tripp scene we got a couple weeks ago. That was friend. It would make sense for Ben to have is Xander. Xander and Tripp. Xander, yeah. Because Tripp did. Because Tripp did. I mean, Tripp would make sense because Tripp was. I mean, Tripp framed Ben, and so you know. Ben yeah, forgives I, them, they become friends. And their scenes, their scenes last month is, actually Trip and Ben have a lot in common. They both grew up in abusive households. Um they they both have a terrible past. It's it could work. Well, my uh, you know how desperate I am. I'd rather see him working in the garage again than to see him bitching and moaning. I'm I, love just, that you, I love that you waited till the last time we we're going to see him bitching and moaning, so to speak, to complain about it. Like, know, just it, Because it, I've it, had it up to here. Though. My cup runneth over, and we ain't talking about titties. Ben needs, <laughs> ben needs. He needs more than Sierra. Just, 
he needs more than this pairing because he's just this pairing. And I know we've been as saying it for weeks. Sierra I know frustrates we've been me. saying it for weeks. Ben has less going for him than Sierra because she has t- family ties. She, I wouldn't say if she had that she has friends, but she still has but more going. Nobody in Salem really has friends, which is something we need to fix in general. Yeah, but, but, like but this ben, is this is really bad because he has nothing else. Without Sierra there, he has nothing. And he just like floats in and out of stories and is in limbo. When it right now, out. he feels like Jake, but Jake has a family at the very least. Yeah, even if it's not something. Yeah, Ben has nothing, and I understand why he doesn't have anything. But you don't have to. There's no. There's no reason to force him into the canvas and make people be friends with him by writing them out of character. Just there's. We don't know anything about his mother's side of the family. We don't know anything about. We don't even know her. We don't even know his mother's name. By the way, we don't even know her name. Like, Mm -hmm. do something. There's. You don't have to. You don't have to give him a mother. Fine, she's dead. Fine. Give him an aunt. Give him an uncle. Give him a cousin. Give him a grandparent. A grandparent would actually. Hmm. That could work. Get him a. Get him an old woman that loves that loves Ben no matter what he does but can also talk to him stern when he needs to be talked to, kind of like Julie does with Eli or Marlena does with her past kids. Like, it's, he needs some, he needs a guiding force for him outside of the fact that he's in love with Sierra. Yeah. A grandparent could work because grandma, grandmas love everybody. They do. That they do. Nobody, no matter what you did, that grandma will love you no matter what. <laughs> Okay, all that to say, give give Robert Scott Wilson Jennifer Hudson's Emmy because he played Effie White better than she did. Lord, you're watching it wrong, Tony. Okay, um, I had a couple, but I saw something earlier today that kind of irked me, so I'm going to bring it up. Um, there is this narrative going around, um from certain sin fans that people are only using Theo and Claire's legacy as an excuse because they hate Ben and Sierra. And speaking as a sin fan who also likes the characters of Claire and Theo, that is not the fucking truth. Claire and Theo are legacy characters in their own right. They deserve to have story and focus. And the fact that Ron is choosing to only use them as unnecessary angst for Ben and Sierra is stupid as fuck and deserves to be called out. And people who do so should not be labeled as haters. Very interesting. Hmm. I'm stuck on the unnecessary angst part. I mean, because, it's unnecessary because ben, you know he's not going to go anywhere with it. Yeah. No, unnecessary also because Ben and Sierra have enough issues just within all of the stuff that she's been through within the last year that they could play into that third parties of any kind aren't even necessary regardless of if he would go there or not. I, I see, that's the problem with Ron. Ron's doing good right now, but the problem is he makes it clear which ship he stands on and what ship he's not going off. So in the olden days, when it was a mystery, Claire and Theo would have worked. So I kind of want to pivot that what Tony was saying, and that's, I didn't really have one watching it wrong, but I've been seeing the comments like, 
why is he even coming back? He has a place on the show. He has tie, family ties. He has. There's his sister is literally about to have an anniversary party. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He does. He, like, he deserves he to be on the real, show. Yes. His favorite uncle just got back, but well, one of them. Yes. But like, he needs to be there. He has a place on the show. They can play up the Demera side of him and the Carver side of him. They could write a story. Theo has a lot of potential. If they use him. Yes, if they use him correctly. And, and the fact that Ron hasn't been using him correctly is an issue. Fans are saying, basically saying he doesn't have a place on the show. He does. He like, does have a place on the show? Get your off and do some like reading. Go back and read his history. Read but also too, Ron, Ron no. also needs to <laughs> do some history on Theo himself because Ron isn't playing into Theo's connections in history the way he should. The only way he's using Theo and the only way he's been using Claire since the Charlie story wrapped is in reference to Ben and Sierra and neither character need to be used in that manner. Yes, Theo right now should be iffy about, hey, are you going to move this Paulina lady into my mama's house? Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> he, he showed his ass over Valerie. Like, this, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's, it's, I'm pretty oh, sure I forgot about that. There's Theo still a sauce. Around. Yeah. He, I'm and pretty, I don't I'm, blame him for that. He, he even <laughs> mentioned a lot. I remember this because. The thing is, it and it will work better here because Pauline is a more as a larger than life personality. Yeah. Him feeling threatened that she's going to replace his mother. Yeah, because honestly, why is, why is the sister sister lady in my house? <laughs> and, you know, and even even if they wanted to play up like his Demera connections, like let's say EJ went to Theo to deep dive on Jake to get dirt on Jake. Yep. Can do so much with them. So, um, Dylan, Nick, what are y'all watching? Get around. Um, go ahead, Dylan. Mine is with EJ's return and Chad and Abby being on the rocks. Listen, I people ship what they ship. You prefer what you prefer, whatever. But tell me about it. <laughs> but <laughs> what we're not going to do is rewrite what played out on the screen. And I understand people who are like, I don't want Chabby as a pairing anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. Divorce. But what y'all not going to do is try to sit here and make it out as if Abby was some great love of EJ's. No, that is, that, that, is, that is not how that went down. She was literally an itch he scratched because he wasn't getting any from Sammy. He had that girl in her clown suit. Yeah. Feelings looking a fool. Because he only ever wanted sex from her because, like, Sammy was keeping him blue balled. And, and <laughs> I. God, She tried to keep it together. Never <laughs> come for me again. Y'all will never come for me again. About talking I mean, to her. on the Lord's day, <laughs> she was she was literally withholding sex from him as punishment because he knew what Kristen did to Eric. It's literally what happened. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's 
I forgot why she stopped screwing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it. Yeah, and it's like I and I get it. I, it was hot. People liked it. I I understand people, you know, who like that couple wanting to go back to that well. But like y'all, it, it was not that deep. It was not that deep. And all it was of deep this, on her side, and it shouldn't have been. Yeah, like that he be, had that. That, that could have well. been interpreted two ways, Tony. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Never again will y'all come for me. <laughs> No, listeners. No, 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 no. Dishers, if only y'all knew how much hell I've caught for talking dirty on this podcast. Oh, you have not caught hell. You just say like you, you ch- the thing things. is you often chastise yourself once you once you feel like you've gone too far. We so, just laugh at, we just laugh to the point that we can't breathe, so we can't even chastise you because we're no, left to the point of speechlessness. No, because <laughs> do y'all know the hell I caught for the clam chowder reference? Okay, well you that, that was, was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the context you used it, sir. And then Tony is talking about blue balls. Never again will y'all read me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Also, I, think we found, I think we found our episode title though, right? Which one, Blue Balls? Oh, Lord. Anyways, I have been watching it wrong because I remember did, now. Did Did Nick go yet? No, not yet. Go ahead, Nick. I don't have a specific one. It It was a lot going on on the timeline. Just take your pick and just stop it. I'm not going into it. <laughs> just, just, y'all were a mess this weekend. Just stop. Take okay. a nap. Okay, when, when is Silk Twitter not a mess on the weekends? It was yeah. awful. And it, it went all day. And it was on Juneteenth. I thought we were supposed to be celebrating. <laughs> Y'all didn't have no cookout to go to? Get out the house. I, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Remember the Tristan Rogers family? <laughs> that could have happened this weekend. I thought you were going to mention the Lonnie thing. Which one? Oh, thank you, Ariette. So, <laughs> talk now I have to wait. The special Sorry. guest star. So, someone said, I'm not going to air them out because it was a genuine mistake. However, let that chop aside. Someone said, someone was mentioning um, rapists that had been redeemed. And then someone quoted the tweet and listed a few women. And then they said, and Lonnie Price, too. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I made the assumption that they were referring to JJ. As did I. They, and we've, people have debated that forever. We can agree to disagree on it. I don't feel a drunken hookup. I I don't feel a drunken hookup is rape, whatever. However, this person was not talking about that. This person was referring to something, a story that was filmed and written and it was, and it was cut. At the last minute, uh, apparently, allegedly, Lonnie was supposed to drug and rape Sean Douglas back in 2016. Yeah. Well, thank the good Lord that didn't happen. And apparently, it got cut. But apparently, thank people God. knew it was people knew it was coming. The person, when people started pointing out, the person admitted, "Oh well, I didn't. I wasn't watching at the time. Oh well, I didn't know." The point is. Lonnie has enough working against her that we don't need to put out false false narratives about her. It's it's damaging. People already think that about Lonnie because of the situation with JJ. And also, 
um, side note to that, fuck you, Josh Griffith, forever and a day. Yeah. Fuck you, sir. Because that I know, I know, no, I, I know, it wasn't Dina because he did yeah. it on the Young and the Rest is with Hillary Curtis. I know you did it. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> so I don't okay. get like when you tweet something that is a major pet peeve of mine when you tweet something and you don't even watch it like yeah the, the person said that they stopped watching because they found out that story was coming so if you didn't know for sure if it actually happened <sighs> find out if it happened yeah before, before you, you just sit straight up say that because I, yeah. I think the tweet is still up it is so people are going to read it and assume it yeah. okay okay I know this episode is running long, but I know it's been a while, folks. My bird. So, you know, we can keep talking. But to go off of what you were saying, Nick, Lonnie did not rape JJ. I know I give Lonnie hell, but that's something I stand on. She did not rape JJ. Let me, let's have a little lesson, shall we? Straight mail to everyone. Because I have fallen out with homeboys over this, and I don't care about it. If you are drinking with a woman, let's say you got some champagne flowing, your strawberries, your whipped cream, y'all both drinking, and the atmosphere is there that y'all both want to make love at the end of the night, okay, it was a drunken hookup. Here's where it's a difference. Where a person purposely puts on more liquor on a person than they can hold with the intent to have sex with them. That is not what happened with JJ and Lonnie. They both said they met up at a bar, they got drunk, and voila, it happened. The only, I think the only reason the narrative even exists that it was potentially yeah. um, rape is because when JJ flashed back to it and he remembered it, the way the flashbacks played, he looked scared. He kind of looked that way, but he looked more like guilty that he had cheated to me. And, and the fact that he, they, and also the fact that he didn't remember who he slept with. That's yeah. what also makes he it had odd. told Gabby I had slept with someone. Yeah, I slept with someone. And when Lonnie confronted JJ and told him, "Yeah, we slept together," Gabby was like, "This is the woman you slept with." She knew, he knew, but they didn't know the person. So, the fact that people have been taken this false narrative despite what this show has been telling it's just weird and it, it doesn't stop I, I just, it's been like this for four years now i just want people to stop that because it's very dangerous talk and you will have these young people who watch this show and it's in yep. this tag confused of what is rape and what is not and that's not the way to go to me i'm sorry that just really pisses me off because there's a huge difference, a huge one. Neither one of those characters went in with the intent to sleep with, get someone drunk and sleep with them. That's not how it went. Next. I think we're up to you're watching it wrong, right, Michael? Yeah. Yes, but I don't know if it counts as watching it wrong because they deleted the tweet. Go ahead. If you saw it and it exists, it counts. No, I saw it and it existed. Because I saw it at work and I bookmarked it because I was going to drag on it. Oh, but but it was gone by the time I got back. Mm-hmm. Some chabby fan, I don't, some chabby fan 
was going against the people who were rooting for Abigail and EJ to get back, like, start hooking up or whatever. And somebody said, why would you want Abigail to be with the person who took advantage of her? Now, they tried to... Uh, no, hold on, Tony. Because I, I have to read. Go ahead. They tried that mess when her young ass was trying Austin and tried to excuse her. Oh, she was young. And I gave him that because she was young. But Abigail was a grown-ass woman before EJ made her go and initiated every encounter they ever had. She had graduated college by then. At that point, you have passed by years the age of accountability. So this narrative y'all are trying to push, I guess y'all not because y'all deleted it, that EJ took advantage of Abigail. He's a lot of things. He is a rapist. Don't get me wrong. But that was not the case. She willingly pulled her panties down to be a clown in the end. That's it. She, I, like I said, she instigated every encounter they ever had. She started it in the cabin. She started it in the shower. She chased his ass around halfway. She chased his ass halfway around Salem looking for round three. Abigail was hot in the ass. <laughs> and, and let's be honest. If it wasn't for her age... I would be dragging her about that Austin thing too. If she wasn't so young, whoo, I would be in her ass. That's the only thing. How old was she when that happened? Like what, 18, 19? Like, I, younger. Because if it was no, 18, she, 19, no, she, she was, she, she was you, grown. She was oh, grown because she graduated college and she came home from, from school in London and she'd already graduated. I and she that was, was high in, school. No. 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 She, no. JJ was high school. High school. Abig, was when like, Abigail came back, she was grown. Oh, so she was grown when this was in Hold like, on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Benson's Abby oh. was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley Benson was high school Abby. Kate Manzi was adult college Abby. So she was so, an adult when she did that with Austin? Yeah, yep, she was. She young was about adult. the same. Young she was about a couple, probably a couple years older than Sammy was when Sammy drugged Austin. Okay, let me get my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you low down, dirty wench. <laughs> oh, we're going to at, we're going at Maggie level. Read. Oh, oh, you hussy. That little punch that Carrie gave you. What's the least of your problems? Because had you had caught anybody else, they would have thought you, they would have punched your ass so hard you would have thought you was in Salem Place, and that ain't been around in ten years. Abigail, you, you, you dirty hoe, you. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest she might have been was like a maybe a senior or in college. That's the youngest she could have been. I don't think she was that young. And, and, yeah. Okay, so that that makes me rethink my chabby thing because she, she ain't worth a damn either. No, no, that's what that's what my whole thing. Like, I mean, they're together. Scenes, that's why it has always that. That's why I've always said until this recent go round with Gwen, I've either disliked Abby or been indifferent to her yep. because she's so messy and never held accountable for it. Ever. Yeah, Kate's Abby was messy. Marcy's Abby was a victim until this, until this last round. I, I, I don't understand. 
I like Messy Marcy too. She's fun. Yeah, like they kind they kind <laughs> of like found a good scenes. balance with her this last round, but like, so like the scenes when Sammy busts her at the house with Jennifer on her affair with EJ, and the scenes in the park where Carrie knocks fire from her for what she did with Austin, Jack. Jack was there in the park. Jennifer was in both of those, and they both reacted the same way of, oh, my God, all, is all this really necessary? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, it's unnecessary. It's not called for. Someone said that. It's not called for. And then, and like, in the scenes where Sammy's confronting Abby about her affair with EJ, Jennifer's in the back. Like, clearly, he took advantage of her. No, ma'am, your girl was spreading it low and dropping it <laughs> Dropping <laughs> it low and spreading it wide. Thank you. <laughs> yes. the See, okay, hold on. See, the only person phrase and ran with is laying it low and oh, yeah. spreading it wide. <laughs> I can. Well, speaking of mess, I cannot wait till Abigail walks back into that house. <laughs> Which I hope it's soon. Like they don't hold her accountable for it. Like no. be messy, but that's she's if you're gonna be a grown woman being messy, stand ten toes down in it and be grown. She's <laughs> they're holding Abby accountable now for all the wrong shit because she didn't exactly. actually do anything. This is like the one time where she is completely innocent and like the support is not there. It just, and, well, and that's why I never really felt bad for her when all the Gabby stuff came about because she's never paid for anything. Everything just swept under the rug for Abigail. But back to the original point at hand, EJ did not take advantage of Abby. Abby was a grown-ass woman when she pulled down her panties and revealed that she had bozo bush. <laughs> God, okay. That's, that's the podcast idea. title. That's it. Bozo yeah. bush. Because no one's going to get that until they, until they hear it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But that was the only way I can explain how much of a clown her does he is. That's, that's a great, great reference. I like that. It's bozo bush. <laughs> So, uh, so at this point, all my Chad, hate, Chad and Abigail hate is questionable because now they both deserve each other. I didn't know that. Now I got to drag Abigail some more this, this next few podcasts to make. They need some more men that. on this show. Mm. My God, they really do, and preferably men that are not unrelated to people. The yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yes. They need they need they need more unrelated people because you have Johnny coming back, you have Theo coming he, back. He literally can't date anybody but Chanel. That's it. Like, so we don't. Unless he's gay. Well, and- you know, you know, we had some unrelated people on the canvas, but they were killed off by a tie. Oh, my God. <laughs> and no, Paige well, was a Hernandez. <laughs> Paige was a Hernandez and Will was yeah. a Horton. The only person that needed that was that damn Serena. <laughs> Is those fucking diamonds. I don't want to talk that, about them elephants. That elephant. <laughs> She really could have been Sarah Horton. She should have been. She should have been. She looked like we a young thought, Suzanne Rogers. We all thought she was going to, and we found out Melissa was coming before we found out who she was. Can we bring her back and just pretend like we don't know? Like we don't. I mean, Chris Kasichek is Roman Brady, so anything is possible. Nobody. I, I mean, we believe that Roman Brady Sarah. came back from the dead with taco meat on his chest, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> 
when when Drake Hogerson took over the role, exactly. Taco meat and hype. <laughs> I can't. And they completely. <laughs> I hate that I do what you said too, though. That's the crazy part. Well, yeah, we do. I, 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 I would have I no problem with my housewives at home scratching their heads. Huh? I would have no problem with messy ass Sarah looking like Melissa Archer. Crazy ass like, Sarah, because you know she got the serum. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> and she Ooh. she yeah she was stripping balls before she left. So. Oh, I heard um, Paul Telfer might be hot too. Hmm. Didn't they do that when he first came? Yeah, because he he had a past with Serena, and I mean Melissa and Paul had chemistry. It's just the story was terrible. Nobody gave a fuck. Oh yeah, that story was. I forgot. That's how bad it was. I forgot she was involved. (laughs) Yeah, and it's hilarious too because Melissa Archer actually did a a guest star uh, guest spot on Dishing Days when that I think either after that story or like while that story was happening, and Paul Telfer called in to surprise her, and it's like the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, I would hate it. All that being said, bring her on as Sarah Horton. Plus, I got a thing for redheads. So, well, folks, we're at the end of one of our podcasts. This has been fun, hasn't it, guys? It has. Yes, it has. Well, Dylan, Ariette, Tony, and Brooke English, goodbye for now. Actually, I do have an announcement to make, you guys. Um, I, as you guys know, I have been very, very, very busy and I need a break. So for the 4th of July, I am going to be going on vacation with a few of my homeboys. They said, we're throwing a party. We can't have one without the hot boy head coach. So I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks. And I'm interesting Tony to keep you girls in shape and you too, Nick, so, I better do. But I will return. I promise you I will return. And when I do, I will have the perfect read for Abigail. Oh my so, so long. This has been another presentation of Michael the Maverick Presents Soap Dish Salem Style with special guest star Michael the Maverick. Bye. Everybody. Uh, still, it's still fuck you, Josh Griffin. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>